Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. You, podcast listener, me, podcast host, this is the Simpsons Index, and I'm Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight is Jordan. Hello. And BT. Yep. <laughs> he is unimpressed with your intro. <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed. I didn't have a follow-up. Dude. Okay. Like, I've been out of class before it even started. He was just totally stunned. Dead before he hit the ground. Mm. Well, yeah, I'm trying out a bunch of new intros <laughs> lately. With the new studio, you know, I think we deserve a new intro. It makes yeah, sense. Okay. I yeah. can't fault that. And a new intro for what? Well, The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but the catch is each episode comes from a different decade. And starting out tonight, we watched an episode from Season 27, Episode 2, Q Detective. It was written by Joel H. Cohen and first released in October of 2015. In this episode, after The Simpsons discover that they smell because their washing machine is disgusting... Homer goes out to buy a new one, but instead buys a barbecue smoker. And then of the course. clothes never come up again as the Simpsons have a journey with their smoker, which in the next scene gets stolen. <gasps> Guys, what did you think? It was okay. Yeah, it was actually not terrible. But in a lot of ways, it was terrible. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't as, as blatantly awful mm. as the Simpsons HD can get. Yeah, there are a lot of jokes away. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of reaction, but uh, yeah, I wasn't angry about anything. Yeah, there wasn't like any gut-busting moments, but also there yeah. wasn't like, <laughs> okay, gut-busting moments that make you, you know, laugh so hard from a really funny joke versus yeah. there wasn't any gut-busting moments like someone is punching you in the stomach. Oh, I thought you meant like you where you poop yourself because you're so angry. <laughs> I have never done that. Either way, they it's didn't. It's an experience, I tell you that. <laughs> this episode didn't hit those emotional extremes which no. uh, make you keel over in the way that, yeah, laughing or pooping yourself does. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Laughter poop. <laughs> Which is the funniest kind of poop. Waka waka. That's it's weird that poop is both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> I shit myself, I laugh so hard. I shit myself, I was so angry. <laughs> and Jordan has soiled himself. Let's see why. <laughs> Ooh, the tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting out, I'll just list off the guest stars for this episode. Alton Brown played himself. Yes. He's the- from Cutthroat Kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I-, I like Alton Brown. Alton Brown. Elton Brown? Elton Brown. They said it like Elton Brown, but I've always known him as Elton Brown. Anyway. Oh, okay. I, I thought I was a, a Food Network fanatic, but I'm not familiar with this guy. He does He does Cutthroat Kitchen. He does another one. Uh, he did another one where he was kind of mean, but in Cutthroat Kitchen, he's usually quite nice. Oh, okay. Despite the name of it. Yeah. Well, mind you, I actually haven't watched Food Network stuff in a long time. I know there was a period there where me and you watched, mm-hmm. like, all the chopped. All the chopped. <laughs> and came out with our own show, Stoned. <laughs> where you give high people random shit around the kitchen and see what they make. We have a fusilli pasta, gummy bears, and... <laughs> oh, my God. And marshmallow whipped spread. <laughs> I would love to see... And like... Doritos dust. Just the dust. dust no. I ate the Doritos. <laughs> I... Well, it came about because Elliot's quite a good stoned chef. So. I'm the inventor mm. of nacharoni cheese right and here. And it's fucking Ooh. delicious. That sounds great. Oh, sorry. Cutthroat Kitchen was the kind of the mean one. Good Eats was the one he did before that. It had 14 seasons. Hey, oh, he was Good Eats. Nice. Yeah. And speaking of which, Bobby Moynihan played the very New Yorky Tyler Boom. Moynihan. Why do I know that name? Uh, he's, oh, he's Bobby Moynihan from Rick and Morty. <laughs> and a yeah. piece of toast. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Moynihan and a piece of toast <laughs> hate each other. 
Yeah, so he's like a big staple of Saturday Night Live. He's starting to be in every single comedy now. Yeah, but he and Piece of Toast finally shoved each yeah. other out. Well, so the thing is, like, you saw that Rick and Morty was like, fuck it, I'm out of here. This is not going to be my life for the next 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, he threw Piece of Toast under the bus and Shit. Piece of yep. Toast ain't working in Hollywood no more. Buses aren't good for toast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he was obnoxious. I really didn't think much of his character. Wait, did you say he was Tyler or Scotty? Uh, Tyler Boom. Oh, so he was the son. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, if he's meant to be Scotty Boom, then he's supposed to be kind of annoying. Yeah. So. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Scotty Boom. So he must have been like uh, fucking Hank Azari or something. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they were, they were both fucking annoying. I hated the chef characters. Hey, we're New York. We're going to throw in New York references everywhere. Manhattan, the Bronx, Sex on the City tour. Hey. Well, mm. to be fair, like I said, Scotty Boom is meant to be kind of annoying. So yeah. fair enough. And you can assume then that his son would also be that kind of annoying. Yeah, but he didn't have to be. Scotty uh, Boom, fair enough, he had to be annoying because he's the, yeah, uh, the end. Yeah. I was about to say antithesis, but that's wrong. But I don't know. The only part where the obnoxious New York thing really played well for me is like when they're having that father son rebonding moment at the end and they're like, mm-hmm. uh, it's okay. I understand your attitude, kid. I'm from New York. Yeah. I'm from New York as well. Nick <laughs> <Yeah>. suck. <laughs> they suck so much. <laughs> that, that, that to me was a decent joke, but yeah. everything else was. Uh... Yeah, you, you picked it, by the way. Hank Azaria, Scotty Boom. That's the, they had that's to give him something go-to. to do in this episode, I guess, because there was nothing else to him. Also, Edward James almost playing the pitmaster and then the ghost of the pitmaster. Uh, okay. That's that was. Good old Edward James. You need a meaningful, deep voice, go the almost. Hey, Team oh. Edward. I was going to say, either that. <laughs> oh, God. You know, the narrator from uh, Big Lebowski, what's his name? Oh, uh, Sammy... Sammy... <laughs> Sammy Cowboy. Yeah, you know the one I mean. Lebowski. Sam Rockwell? No. No. Oh, uh, look it up. I'm going to fucking... It's going to annoy me if I do not. So, I yes. Googling Sam, almost... Sam Neill? No, that's the New Zealand lemon. <laughs> Sam Elliott. Oh, Sa- thank oh, God. How <laughs> did I not know that? <laughs> yeah, you should know that. I anyway. don't know, Mr. O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, he was decent. I just didn't like how they did the writing off his character uh, where he comes in as a cloud and it's like, oh yeah, I died, by the way. Mm, you know, that was going to be a Jordan Zanacon. I was like, why is he a cloud, like a kind of a Mufasa kind of thing happening? Yeah. And then they just added, also I'm dead now. And it was like, mm, okay, f- fine. Yeah, just another one of these problems with this episode that just like carelessly writing off at things in a not so funny way. I don't know. You don't carelessly write out Edward James almost. No, it's, well, it's... I mean, that's why they kept him in. Yeah. But then he appeared what like four times as a cloud throughout the episode yeah yeah it was a bit much yeah. and uh finally ben schwartz is uh, the guy with the hoop earrings uh, who the hell is ben schwartz john ralphio from... uh... well, yeah, he didn't really add anything yeah no. that could have been anyone yeah so it really could have um, shame that's a, that's a waste of john ralphio yeah, because it was more of a visual joke, wasn't yeah. it? The hoops thing. What'd you guys think of that? Uh, I really hated ah, my hoops, my hoops. But then later on, when they've got him essentially handcuffs in the loops of his own earlobes, yeah, yeah. Like that, that was just a visual gag, and they just passed it and it was funny. Mm. But yeah, yeah. I, I hate his ah, my hoops. Yeah, they sort of justify it with uh, Bart jumping over uh, Lisa covered in the rib bones mm. and using the hoops again later. But it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a callback to something I didn't like to begin with. But like I said, I like the visual gag. 
plague that came after it. So, yep. But the fact that his ears were like stretching so much when they were pulling on the ears and everything, and Bart was like kind of being so gymnastic yeah. with it's it. Clearly, it was a bit, mm, yeah, it should clearly yeah. snap, and he lies on the ground bleeding, going, "Oh, that's assault, you fucker!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the story of this episode now. Of course, I'm going to bitch about this. The whole first act abandoning the initial point of the plot. Now, this episode especially bugs me because the whole abandoning of the fact that they stink because of their clothes, it's made actually worse by the fact that throughout the entire rest of the episode, they are still wearing attic clothes. Mm. I thought that made it better. It was con- it was consistent. Because At least it was they still, stuck to it. Yeah. yeah. But they make no reference again to the washing machine until that fucking weird-ass post-credit sequence. To be entirely fair, they kind of all get on board with the smoker so quickly that it, they're kind of like, well, we don't care if we stink. Food is good. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that got me, though, was that the fact that, like, in two-thirds of the episode, Lisa's wearing a pink tracksuit. And halfway through, I was going, why is she wearing that pink tracksuit? She never wears that. I'm like, oh, right, the attic thing. Mm. But her first choice was, like, a lampshade. Something they could have done to help support that was when they're getting really popular because they have the smoked meat that everyone loves, that Marge could say something like, no one even cares that we smell because we have such good food and now we're popular again. Yeah. It would have been a quick little... Well, the know. smoker like infuses their clothes. Yeah. Now we smell with like this, beef. Yeah, and everyone oh. was like, oh, you smell so good. Yeah, I, I would be satisfied with that. Yeah. Not, not even our stinky washing machine can compete with the awesome smell that our smoker makes. Yeah, yeah. and that's a line, and that patches that little, little gap just fine. Yeah. Talking about the beginning, because this is the part, they've done this a couple of times, and it's weird as fuck. The whole school's sitting down, and Professor Paul Skinner's like, I'm going to show you a movie now, and he shows them Dr. Doolittle. But it's a live-action Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, yeah. It was weird, and they've wasn't done it? a couple of live-action jokes before, and they just feel so, so out of place. And like so when Homer weird. had that poster of Elizabeth Warren, and yeah. it was like an IRL. Po- it's like what? <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense, and it looks so strange because surely they'd be like, "Why do these people have five fingers? Are they yeah. mutants? What's with their yeah. skin color?" And- I I think about it like you know when I brought up the point someone made about how Itchy and Scratchy is drawn in the same style, so it's hyper realistic to The mm-hmm. Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, what would a our world picture look like to them in the Simpsons world. True. Yeah. I actually had a counterpoint to that itchy and scratchy bit yep. is that we see a, what a cat looks like in Snowball. Yeah. So Scratchy looks nothing like. But Snowball. I imagine. But I imagine it's like for us, like we see like like a Bugs Bunny versus like a real bunny. Simpsons brought into real life photos. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's a hyper realistic drawing of an anthropomorphic animal, I guess. Yeah. But this one, okay, it's made extra weird for me because they ditch the intro. There's no chalkboard no. gag. There's no too many gags gag. to fit in, Elliot. Yeah, and they do it for this extended long sequence showing various scenes from Dr. Doolittle just trying to say this movie is boring this movie is boring and the only way it, the only connective tissue to the rest of the plot is Nelson at the end of it going oh this stinks hey just like Bart Bart stinks yeah yeah, god that was stupid it's, so like, why did they do this Dr. Doolittle bit did it just come into public domain maybe <laughs> Fox owns it I think so okay. it wouldn't matter yeah there was the uh, half decent gag where the Fox logo comes yeah. up and yeah. boo but um, like Skinner doesn't even have a reason to do this. Like, why? No. Why does he want to not have class as normal? It's just the whole like having an assembly, get some jokes from that assembly for whatever reason Skinner called it, and then have them go. Oh, by the way, the kids stink. It was supposed to be obviously like a short little PSA style thing because he said it was. We've cancelled the viewing of wearing jewellery while playing sports or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds like it's not going to be 152 minutes worth. No. So why are you something like, okay, and now we're going to also cut into lunch depends in how many the next d- period. To... Depends how, how many kinds of jewellery you're covering. If you're going oh, all the maybe. way to a Prince Albert, 
then we know you have <laughs> to spend a lot while building up to that. Hey, in today's, like, I reckon there's probably at least 10 kids in every school with a Prince Albert. <laughs> Fucking kids these days with <laughs> yeah. their genital piercings. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it was so disconnected and so inconsequential. Like, we're just clearing the school at the moment because there's a smell going around and we can't find where it is. There you yeah. go. There's, there's yeah. at least some more connective tissue. But this whole thing was... Yeah boring and it was saying it was boring you know what uh have the psa be about personal hygiene because we notice there's a stink in the school mm. and we can't drag hey. it down and we think it's one of you filthy kids yeah that leads to some really uh, potentially funny material yep but they didn't no oh but also the fact just that because they they show at least four different scenes from dr doolittle yeah mm. the fourth one it's just skinner singing along mm. to yeah. one of the songs and i'm like why don't you just cut that 20 seconds worth of animation like i didn't understand there wasn't a purpose to it and that made it even worse i think no and i think they wanted to point it out the scene where he kisses the seal and yeah the kids go ew but no it was it felt like someone one of the writers had like a spouse sit them down and force them to watch this movie yeah. and they wanted revenge on it <laughs> that's yeah. what because it, it's yeah it's apera of nothing and there's too much dr lou little for them to for someone someone has a vendetta yeah totally at least show the eddie murphy version or something you know something updated for the kids or dr screw little it sounds like <laughs> it's just a delightful romp <laughs> just to round off the story let's talk briefly and generally about the the actual smoker story sure and uh, Homer's depression and lying on the ground all yeah. the time. What do you guys think of all that? Mixed, I kind of liked it, actually. Yeah. I think he had some good lines. I do like him just lying there and Bart's like, just get drunk. And he's like, I don't want to. And it's just like, that's yeah. when it gets serious. Yeah, um, I think they could have dropped the whole Bart going, <gasps> that thing. But yeah, I do agree. That's like a funny <laughs> bit. Although with that, it wasn't, sorry, it wasn't a long drawn out. <gasps> It was, a, done, uh, yeah. it was a quick, and then cut to the next scene. I was like, okay, thank you for sparing me another five seconds of that. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't think much of Bart and Lisa's turn when they were then like floor ridden, I guess is the word for yeah. what they were. Because like, they just lost the smoker. They saw the car. They saw the license plate. They could have like... Well, yeah. unless it was one of those American ones where it was on the front. Ah, uh, yeah. We don't know where it is, so we don't mm. know what their license plate rules are. Yeah, and I really didn't like the, the ute driving away, or the, the truck, as you Americans call it. Yes. The ute driving away with the back open. The smoker on wheels would absolutely just fly off that oh, the second man. the car drove off Jordan's anal corner. Yeah, if <laughs> drove into my anal corner. <laughs> because, I and I have a few more, but I'll yep. save it because we may cover it. I also I did like some of the uh, lying down giving up, especially when Maggie joins them. Homer's like, "Good job, Maggie, give up young." Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Bart when he's like, "I'm a quitter and I'll back down to anyone who says otherwise." <laughs> yeah, I did like that, but the Maggie one again bugged me anal corner because when they came back from the act break, she wasn't there. Mm. Yeah, consistency, um, motherfuckers. Yeah, I I did like the idea of like you know Homer gradually like pulling everyone into his kind of. Uh, apathetic mm. just, orbit. Uh, vortex every... of depression yeah exactly <laughs> and i think it helped as well that most of them were like wearing track suits as well because it was just that kind of that slob attire like oh fuck it life sucks you went, know went to the depressiveness we'll talk more generally about the story later but first of all the wackiness mm, there was a couple um, of little bits it was a grill made from a meteor that i don't know yeah. if that's wacky just unlike yeah I, yeah when he kicked it open it had a hinge yeah Already pretty, <laughs> pretty wacky, unless it was an alien grill. Which again, in the in the 
credit sequence, we are, it is established that it is, so I will just shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. it was made by the B people. Yeah, I didn't think much of the whole story behind it. Edward James almost talking about, oh, this Duke's back to my grandpappy, and we yeah. passed it down through the years, and yeah, that it came with that hive-plated grilling. Like, that they hinged the episode on the hexagonal grill. Like, you yes. can buy that. Like, can you? <laughs> It's just a grill shape. Like, you can I, buy different grills. You know what? It made it interesting, though. Like, no, the meat. It made it made it distinct. Not the story. It made the meat interesting, and I want to get one now. That's, yeah. the, that's the one thing I can take away from this episode is like, yeah, I want a kind of a beehive-shaped grill Well, now. You, you just have to wait for that once every 200 years when a meteor <laughs> from the bee system on uh, Earth B <laughs> comes <laughs> crashing into our Earth, which is Earth okay. A. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> It's a BB joke. Get the fuck out. <laughs> um, wackiness, there was a talking rack of pork ribs. Yeah, apropos of nothing as well. In a weird kind of British accent. Although someone I is, just wanted to say, I love you, Homer. I had another one. That, there was that bit towards the beginning of the second act, I think, because that was like after Homer discovers that the grill is and he's lying on the ground and Bart is trying to get his attention and he comes up and he dribbles the basketball on his face. He skates on his belly and he just drops a water balloon right on his face. Yeah. Hey, Homer, like, what are you, what are you doing down there for? Like, it paying no attention to all the annoyance that he'd done previously. It felt Why to me like that? he was trying to stir him and nothing was working. I think that ties into whole Bart's like, oh, cool, Dad's on the ground. I'm going to try and mess with him or something. Yeah. But I actually, jumping ahead to the heart, felt a little bit of a heartfelt moment between Bart and Lisa there where he was showing genuine concern for Dad. Look, he's yeah. just lying there. But then I didn't like how they had a random character doing leaf, leaf blowing, blowing in their backyard. Like, yeah. at least make it Marge. Like, yeah, exactly. During that, I was distracted from the leaf blower because there was a great line. Lisa says something about, you know, oh, and smoke is terrible for the environment. And Bart goes, we're not talking about your boyfriend, the planet. <laughs> and I was like, eh. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Season 27, you got me to smile. <laughs> but yeah, other heartfelt moments of this episode. Uh, did you guys feel the heart between Homer and his smoker? I mean, the smoking didn't really reciprocate. <laughs> no. I feel like they could have maybe pushed that emotion a bit more of he's finally mm. good at something and enjoying that. Well, yeah. it wasn't even him that was good. It was just he bought the right yeah. equipment, really. Yeah. But then you could still place some like false dignity and I'm the yeah. best because I bought this and yeah, it exactly. does everything for me. Mm. By the way, you can buy honeycomb grills. I just oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> that will be my next purchase. <laughs> but yeah, the heartfelt moment at the end where they brought it in with the chef and their son. Like, Buddy and Tyler Boom. I thought that was more serving the joke than the heart. And then the heart of Homer and the Edward James almost cloud in the sky. I, I don't know. I was just all rolling my eyes at the end there. Mm. Well, actually, that's that's quite wacky as well. The talking cloud ghost person as well. I guess we probably didn't. Yeah, know. I feel it's a good recurring bit, but I don't know. Just the way they handled it. I just... guess it depends if it's implied it's in Homer's head or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. No one else sees this cloud ghost. He's just, he's there with his family at points, just talking to yeah. the sky, but then probably they think, yeah, dad's weird. Uh, fixed it. The smoke gets to his head and mm, makes him see it. Yeah. Homer, who are you talking to? Ah, why didn't they do it like the smoke out of the smoker? Yeah. Ah, there we go. 
That his spirit is in the smoker. Exactly. Oh. That would have been creepier, actually. It's like, wait, are you haunting this? Yeah. <laughs> the haunted no. smoker. There's a part of me that I cooked in the smoker so that I'll always be with it. It was one of my toes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hacked it off. And it, he, he it does adds say, to the flavor. He does say it's never been cleaned before. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. <laughs> It's cased with the toe jam and my grandpappy. <laughs> uh, so, had you guys seen this episode before tonight? I had not, no. I had. Had? Where? Had. Probably Kalara when we lived in the same house. And That's true. Probably would have watched it then. I actually first remember seeing it on a plane. Um, Ooh. Actually, no, I think you're right. I think we w- I watched it on a plane. Could it have been when we went to America in 2015? 2016. That was 2016, yeah. When we went went to America in 2016? I feel like that might have been it, actually, come to think of it. I remember thinking, this is a good episode for a plane. (laughs) It's a plane episode. Mm. So did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, no one's off point. It lacks a certain momentum. This is something I kind of find a lot of the HD one. There's this weird kind of silence. Um, Yeah. It's hard to really pin down. I want to... Pay more attention to when we watch a classic one to see if it's present there. But it's almost, sometimes you can almost, feels like you can hear an air condition hum in yeah. the background. Whereas the others would maybe would have had like a little bit of backing music or maybe a little transitional music from one bit to another. There's just a bit, bit where one character will say something and there'll be a pause between the next character and there's just that empty space and it yeah. feels much more prominent and I'm not sure what it is exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, for all... This should feel like an episode of The Simpsons because this is a Bart and Lisa detective story. Yeah, yeah. this is a Homer finds a new hobby story and Bart yeah. and Lisa detective story. and Which is interesting as well. I, just, I was just looking up air dates because they call it Q Detective and then I didn't pick up. I was like, oh, it's like True Detective, of course. And at the end, they used the True Detective Season 1 song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But True Detective Season 2 started airing in June 2015. Are you a year and a half late? Or did you forget that there was a different... Well, yeah, the episodes take like eight months to a year to yeah. produce, so they're probably yeah making the old reference. Yeah, also probably the reference to a, the better season. Yeah, season yeah. two was not. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I just heard it's Disappointment City. But what just quickly, what did you guys think of that post credit sequence? Ah, uh, dumb as fuck. Yeah, so at, at least Marge gets the new dishwasher in yeah. exchange for Nelson. And you're but like, then... this is how we're going back to zero. Okay, but then, yeah, Nelson's getting married with the smoker, and then we cut to the future where it's post-apocalypse. And yeah. she's get, He's getting married to Shauna, Shauna, and the smoker is catering. Fucking Shauna. And they're, Shauna. And they're cooking frogs in there, of course. And then there's a post-apocalypse bit with, like, Ralph and Jimbo and everybody, and then the bees. A... Oh, and the pigs, the big wild boar that yeah, were, the like, pigmen. stalking them. Oh, God, what was going on? And then they all die. It was just overkill. Yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Mm. Uh, I'd probably skip it. Yeah, I feel like if I'm watching this with people, I'd probably talk over most of this, but I'd leave it on. Or if I'm on the plane, I might watch it. Just, yeah. (laughs) Wait, no, no, wait. Look how dumb this bit is. That's what you'd be (laughs) saying. (laughs) Look, to this episode's credit, and it's echoing what I said before, there's no high highs, there's no low lows, so it does sort of sit in this weird void of, like, tolerable zombie Simpsons. Yeah, zombie is probably the best word for it. You just kind of go through it. You get some minor chuckles. There were some decent jokes. I'm seeing we're finding right now. But just jumping on that, uh, what playlist would you put this in? And this is like a Homer hobbies, not so much a Homer jobs. Yeah. Mm. It's like a Lisa and Bart detective yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Episodes about grilling. Parallel import Ghosts. stories. Oh, yeah. Clash of Castles or whatever it was called. Yeah. yeah. All right. So other parts of the story that we did or didn't like... I did actually like that interrogation scene with Nelson. I was about to say. Yeah. Oh, that's a... You're playing Clash of Castles there. Oh, pretty nice defense towers Mm, there. Those Mm. defense towers cost gems. Yeah. Expensive gems. Gems cost money. Expensive money. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I thought that was really clever, but... Um, I'm a grinder, okay? A grinder! <laughs> yeah. Um, I did also like a back and forth between Homer and Marge. He's like, come on, just have a taste. He's like, no way. He's like, yes way. He's like, never. Like, ever. Yeah, no way, Jose. Yeah, C-way. C-way, Josefina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. I, I quite like that back and forth. It was quick and punchy. And, and in that bit as well, they brought back Homer's, like, pig firework fantasy where they all yeah. explode into yeah. various pork products and stuff. And Me- Yeah, meat angels. Yeah, they were all raw, which was a little bit and everyone knows that when you explode <laughs> pigs in fireworks yeah. they're yep. perfectly cut cuts of meat yeah. come down cooked <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. right. I, I did like her marge's line as well with that bit with the i finally understand gluttony <laughs> um, like, welcome to america yeah yeah, I didn't mind the joke at the start where Millhouse was like, for the Doctor Doolittle, oh, the running time is 157 minutes. And Nelson's like, the running time is now. Yeah. But then I didn't really need the hose bit. Yeah, yeah. it would have worked better if everything around it was better. Because, yeah, again, why, the, why is Skinner even doing this? That's a waste of educational time. Definitely. So did you have any other notes about this episode, John? Oh, I had a, quite a few. There was a bit where the smoke kind of covers the whole town and they all come like it's a... Um, and they all come. <laughs> they probably it, the way that they were <laughs> describing the meat. It was like a oral orgasm. Nope, nope, not that. That's not. <laughs> were what there I meant. any other notes you had about this episode, <laughs> yes, Jordan? Yes, sorry. <laughs> One's not about orgasms. Um, there was this bit where uh, all the all the people come to the backyard to like proffer their gifts in exchange for the meat that Homer is cooking. Yeah, his meat brought all the boys to the yard. It did. What were um, they like? I call it Castle because it's mine. Because um, <laughs> I bought it. I yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where superintendent and comic book guy are just talking to each other, but it's just pure exposition, and I hated it. And I was oh, looking at yeah, it. yeah, comic book guy and Super Nintendo. Like it was just, oh, he's from such shows as something, something, something. It was, yeah, it's almost like a Troy McClure bit. But... Yeah, which was weird because at that point we're in like the. Uh, perspective, the camera perspective of the show because you got a little um, watermark down the bottom right. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like they could have just done like a make the intro to the show be the explanation to what's going on. Yeah, you yeah. know, not yeah. have them stop and go, "Why he's the person from Thing?" No, yeah, it was kind of dumb. But yeah, the way they introduced him and also the way they had him out, I felt like that was really bad staging. Like where he was standing next to Homer and then they cut to him leaving and he's jump just jumping in his car. Yeah, like that. To me, that just wasn't a fluid bit of animation. Uh, it felt like reused, reversed bit of animation because he jumps out of the car mm. and he jumps back in like at the same angle. And I just wondered if they reversed it and just reused it because it's so you far away from the camera that you can't really tell. Yeah, it might be because his line as well as he was exiting was such like a redub sort of thing. Like, yeah, when it was like off camera and he's yeah. like, buy my cookware or something. Yeah, buy my cookware. Yeah, it felt like a redub, like definitely. There was one bit I, I, I kind of did like as well, which was when Santa's Little Hopper is like, oh, who's a smart boy? And he gets stuck in the peanut butter jar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the sound work that they did where yeah. the dog breathing, but it sounds Just like it's echoing. in a jar. Yeah. It really was like really well. good. And I was like, yeah, that yeah. sounds like the work that they've done, the Foley artist has done for that is really good. And, it, and it's so what dogs do as well. And any dog owner will know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, BT, did you have any other notes about this episode? I... Let's see here. Bad times are always made better with good food. I like that as a line. Yeah? Yeah. Bad yeah, times, could, good food. You could put that on a shirt or a tattoo. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, did you have any other notes about... Um, did you have any other anal corners for this episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jordan's yeah. anal corner. Jordan's anal corner. Nobody saw the switch of the meat. Like, nobody saw... Like, because yeah. he said, like, the, the my nana cooked it, and then when, like, they switched it, 
so it would taste good. This was a big part of the plot that really bugged me, and they go, oh, it's got different grill lines, therefore you're guilty? Like, yeah. they didn't have really any reason to persecute him. They didn't have the grill there as evidence. Like, I don't I don't know why they did this ending. It was it felt like well, such a cop-out uh, as well by also uh, having the kid that we've never met before be a part of it, or they yeah. didn't do anything to allude to him before. Anyway, sorry, yeah. yeah. No, my point is, okay, so his whole plan is to frame his dad so he'll be disgraced. Why not just let them keep their smoker, and if you're going to switch out the brisket your dad made for something else, switch it with a shitty one. Yeah. yeah. How hard is that? Like, that's yeah. a one-step process. It's way Your better. nan is clearly already in on this. But then they don't have a story. I know. I know <laughs> I know why from, like, a practical build standpoint. But Yeah, you know. but that that's the thing that bugs me, that it felt like you could have done so many different things for this ending, and it's not very clever having a character that we haven't met before yeah. be the reason of this whole thing and yeah. have you explain the whole Instead thing. Instead of this yeah. one-step plan, we stole the com- our only competitor's only ability to compete, yeah. sabotaging our father by making the best in the world, but making sure you notice the grill lines. Yeah, yeah it's very weak. Mm. Uh, and the last one was they established that people throughout the whole town can smell the hive. Um, so if it was hidden behind a kale store, it doesn't matter. Everyone kale would s- destroys all, including smell. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair yep. enough. I've never had kale, so I don't know. It's not bad. I mean, everyone gives it shit. But it's really bitter. You'd need to pair it with the right thing. It is too much fun to give it shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just some quick fire notes just to end the episode. Down in the basement, Marge pulls out cash from Bender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like This is a reference to the Simpsorama episode, which aired earlier in this season. Eh. Um, it's there. I liked the joke where he flipped the acai and the goji berry uh, yeah. signs. Like I yeah. thought that was very... It was relevant. I yeah. didn't like how Bart and Lisa were dizzy all the way following Nelson to the scrapyard after that interrogation sequence, yeah. though. I thought that wasn't... The sound of them going to wasn't very funny, and like the I like I just didn't like it. They should have stopped as they left the playground. Essentially, should have been mm. like, okay, write yourself and then go because they only spun around. I think about four times anyway, so it wasn't like major. Yeah, and I I don't know. I think the ways you fix that is pretty easy. Where they sort of getting back their visions, like after him. Oh, whoa, okay. Now after him. Yeah, oh. go after him. Which one? Uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, aim for the middle blurry one. <laughs> I liked the joke Lisa had about what are these things? They're like a TV, but they just keep going. <laughs> yeah, referring to a old big back CRT TVs. That mm-hmm. was kind of funny. I liked how we, yeah, again, we just talked about them prior to watching the episode as well. Yeah, it's <laughs> coming back again. Hey, uh, mu- professional musicians. Who is Stan Getz again? Oh, I, I th- he's a drummer, I believe, a jazz drummer. Oh, so why was he selling saxophone polish? Oh yeah, I did notice that. It's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, Maybe he I is a saxophonist. I didn't know, so I was like, oh, that's probably a reference that I, I probably should get, but I don't. Yeah, uh, he's a jazz musician. He worked with Miles Davis okay. a bunch. I've, cool. That's how I know him because I'm a bit of a Miles fan, and I've got the record with Stan Getz. Um, he is an American jazz saxophonist. There we go. Yeah. Not a drummer. Not a drummer. Sorry, for edit yourself out saying drama. <laughs> Getz was known as the sound because of his Ooh. warm lyrical tone. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Mm. The sound. I might the have sound. to. Li- I might have to listen to more of his stuff. Okay. Listen to the sound. <laughs> Marge's renter rack was a really weird joke that came back for some reason. I actually <laughs> like the callback. Yeah. I didn't like the initial one, but I like the call. Uh, kind why, of is it, it's like- why does it have a watish? Yeah, whip the, the whip sound? sound. It was weird. That's a bit I didn't get. 
the only thing I liked about it was uh, where the guy's trying her brisket and he goes, oh, puh, what spices did you use in this? And she goes, all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's a common mistake. You're just like, oh, yeah. I like these flavors. Put them all together. Oh, uh, nope. nope. And the trophy mislead was kind of decent where he goes to pick up the trophy and then he spits in it. But then yeah. the, that means the trophy they get later still has his brisket spit in mm, it. Yummy. Returns. And I did like the visual of Lisa drowning in the bones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was very, especially because you know you you know she's a vegetarian at the stage, yeah. But the the joke that the episode left on was yeah with Homer talking to Ghost Dad and they just get into this rant about oh Chinese food is good too uh, depends on the place. Yeah, yeah, it was. I thought that was a lousy way to end the episode. Maybe they knew they had the post credits, so like it doesn't matter what we end on. Yeah, maybe they're talking about this obsession that Americans have with barbecue. And they're talking about, oh, like, barbecue is like, the best or whatever. And then at the end, they're kind of making a comment and other cuisines are just as good. Yeah, that's kind of what I took away from it. They're like, oh, we're all obsessed about this. Chinese food's good, though. Yeah. And they do sort of make a good commentary in that bit where they're taking half-decent cuts of meat, but making them edible. Like, yeah, oh, yeah okay. which is exactly what happens. Remember, like, lamb shanks and pork belly used to be super cheap and now yeah. just as expensive as everything else. Mm. Mm. One other thing. Millhouse even, like, because they prove that Lisa is smelly by Millhouse even coming over and going, yeah. sorry, girl, you stink or whatever. He would totally stand up for Lisa, even if she did smell. I like the way she stanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, maybe that's like his thing. He's he's all about that Lisa, but smell? No, that's his one turn off. All right. Well, it is time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the very bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode wasn't necessarily awful, it was just meh, you give it a participant. But if the episode's good, you give it a bronze, a great, silver, excellent, a gold. But for the most essential, the ones that you have watched a million times over the years and you still will watch a million more because they are that essential Simpsons episodes, you give that one a cubic zirconia. And I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Guys, it's close to a bronze, but I can't. Like, I just, I don't have it in me. It's a participant and... Nodding. It's mostly because it's boring. And yeah. I think you really hit on something, Beach, the vast emptiness of it all. Like, that to me was what this episode was. Just incredibly empty. Some not extreme highs or lows, but just really pedestrian. BT, what are you ranking it? I'm actually completely with you on that. I was, like, watching it going, I want this to get to a bronze. Just throw in a few good jokes and it'll get there. It's so close. But it's just it's just okay. It passes the time, doesn't make any glaring, horrible errors. Yeah. But it just doesn't do anything well enough to really earn a medal ranking. So it is getting a participant. I was yeah, the whole time like skirting participant bronze, I'm like just fall one way definitively one or the other. Yeah. But I think it just just falls shy, which is a shame. It's not bad, but it's definitely not good enough to deserve a medal. Fair enough. And Jordan round us off. I always panic when you say it's time to rank this thing because I'm like, oh, oh, I haven't thought about my ranking yet. And because you're, you're always saying like, oh, halfway through I was thinking silver, and I'm yeah. like, going, oh shit, I didn't think about this at all. I got to be better prepared. Picture a graph line and see where it's moving. <laughs> yeah, the worm, the worm, like yeah. in political debates. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and then you've got you know ranked in all the five five different categories and see where it's is it going up, is it down, that's where is it? Good idea. Actually, maybe Elliot, you get a whiteboard and we each hold a whiteboard <laughs> marker and we just like start drawing. It must be a People continuously running around with like a long yeah. sheet, and we could be like, "Yeah, um, yeah." No, I agree though. It, it, it's participant. It was, it was, I, it was lacking in jokes. Not even like haha jokes, but like the air blowing out your nose jokes either. Like a even yeah. a slight little. 
Mm. Um, yeah, there was nothing like that, but it wasn't bad. So yeah. it was a participant. The big difference I make on this and other participants I've given is a lot of participants have been like, if I have to watch it, I'll watch it. Or if I've got yeah. literally nothing else to do, I'll watch it. This one, I wouldn't mind if it was on, but... Completely inoffensive. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very zero. Yeah. All right. Well, this will join other such unanimous participants as Take My Life, Please. Thursdays with... Baby. Yay, you got it! <laughs> Yellow subterfuge, brick like me, my fair laddie, my fair lady, and friends and family. Yeah, I feel like it's in uh, the, company the company it deserves yeah. to be. Alright, well, we are going to take a break and we are going all the way back to the teens era where we're watching Simpsons Safari. The Simpsons go to Africa. We'll Ooh. all be back. I remember this one being kind of dumb. It kind of is. We are back, and we just watched our teens episode for this evening, which was Season 12, Episode 17, Simpson Safari. It was written by John Swartzwelder, and it was first released in April Ort 1. In this episode, after finding an old box of animal crackers, Homer discovers that the family have won a trip to Africa. In the past. <laughs> yeah. So they go to Africa, and they do things there. Guys, what did you think? This, I, it's again one of those ones I find hard to believe is a Schwarzwelder. Yeah, I, I did actually a little bit of research into this episode. So the idea was originally pitched by someone else who spent some time in Africa. So it wasn't John Schwarzwelder's episode. And then also after Schwarzwelder submitted it, the writing team had another run over it. Because the beginning feels a little bit like him. Yes. With the, so with the, with the bag boys. Yeah, and some of the reoccurring jokes in the episode I feel very Schwartzweldian, yeah. but overall it doesn't have his his vibe on it. No, it does have some good lines, though, I will say that. Yeah, it's an interesting one where I think a story is going to be the thing that lets this one down. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, I wrote at the bottom, absurd, but entertaining. I, with no nostalgia, rewatching it, I didn't really like it that much. Well, let's uh, cross this question off. Have you seen this episode before tonight? I have. How many times? <laughs> Several. Fair enough. You I think I've seen it once before. Okay. And I remember it kind of being like, oh, is that the kind of the stupid one? To be fair, it was not as bad as I remembered. I remember this okay. being like cringeworthy beginning to end. And it's only really, it gets more and more cringeworthy. So it's only cringy once they get to Africa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything before that's quite good. And in Africa, it is punctuated with some high points. But yeah, there's a lot of cringe in this. Yeah. And it's another one where you can be fooled into watching it. Like, what's this one again? Because it's another, the first act is largely irrelevant from the rest of the story. Mm. I do like how it flows though. Sorry, just yeah. cut in there. I do like how we get to going to Africa. Yeah, I think I've seen this probably a good 20 or so times, but like, I think it loses its way about halfway through the episode. Mm -hmm. And definitely the ending with the diamonds, like, yeah. just drives me nuts every time. Yeah. It's not a good way to end the episode. Yeah, I think the exact mark is when they are at the village and he's like, he welcomes you to his village. What kind of blood is this? Uh, cow blood. <laughs> like, that yeah, exact yeah. point, from there on, everything you can skip. Yeah, I have to agree. Like, And even before then, where they're running off the poachers, and they go, oh, they'll be back. They left their cargo shorts. Yeah. It's like, what's that joke? <laughs> poachers really like cargo shorts. Yeah. They've got to have a lot of pockets on their pants for all their different tranquilizer darts. That's and true. poached items. <laughs> and poached eggs. <laughs> but anyway, talking about the story, let's uh, go back to the start with the bag boy story. What did you guys think of that? That was pretty funny. Yeah, 
I mean, but someone who's packing like a bag either at like a, a supermarket or whatever probably knows exactly how much a bag can take and in what mm-hmm. order it's probably best going to be stacked so that nothing crunches yep. or cracks or breaks or whatever. So I've never been like, oh, do it by color or whatever, you know. So yeah. it was kind of a bit like, this is weird. Is this something that happens in America? Well, it's also a bit of a foreign concept because we don't have bag boys here. It's just yeah. the person scanning the stuff also bags. And it feels like one of those made up things like people that pump your gas in America. Like, is that a thing? Can people not pump their own yeah. petrol? You, yeah, but Costco actually, even in Australia, they do have someone who's doing all the scanning, and they have someone at the back who's like putting it either in your trolley or in boxes for you. Costco, I can kind of understand for the sheer volume of shit. Yeah, people are because and this was at a Costmo, which is obviously a. <laughs> Uh, parallel import but it, in terms of it it's just like you don't get a choice it's just because it's happening so fast it's like at Aldi you know when they just like they scan stuff and you've got to quickly like bag it really quickly Yeah, it's like that but they're skilled and trained at like just putting stuff like everything bagging. where it needs to go and then just putting it in your trolley and you sending it on your way fair enough but the actual start of the episode this is where some of my favourite material comes in and I've quoted this one a million times throughout my life is dad I need a bag of candy for school and he's like and Homer's like okay but get five in case we eat four on the way home <laughs> like I oh, love that joke so much. Yeah. There were a couple of bits like, where, where later on there was like, we need this for... And they just dump it in the bag. Yeah. They, they, They're not they... even making up excuses <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And Homer's just like, my doctor and my bartender agree. I should drink this beer. And they're like, yeah. oh, no, no, my in garage a... mechanic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the trolley. <laughs> yeah. The quote where you figure out why that they're there in the first place. He goes, huh, I wish Maggie went to the emergency room more often. <laughs> like, oh my God, what's going on? Cut See, to... that line yeah. was like set up for something, but I don't, I don't like the payoff where... Swallow out a magazine. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it was a Time magazine. And it's like, oh, good God. You're in Highlanders taking control. Yeah. I like the bit only because of Maggie's reaction of looking like down at the x-ray of the magazine like, oh, no. What? Oh, the joke being that she's suddenly concerned about world yeah, affairs or something? a little something. bit. A little bit. It's just, uh, it looked funny. It looked yeah. cute. But yeah, the bad boy strike as well, I felt that unfolded. You know, of course, Homer, Agnes, and Mo were going to be the worst customers. Mm. Yeah. I, can, I have to bag, like, bottles of wine for people, and people can be total dicks about it. Do they ever pull an Agnes, like, I want everything in the one bag, but don't make the bag heavy? Not not quite that, but the way I have gotten, you, can you double bag this one bottle I bought? And it's like, one bottle. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's going to be fine. I've I, this, These can, things can take weight. I yeah. Know that. But, yeah, it was all a bit of a, uh, I don't know, really tenuous way for the Simpsons to yeah. run out of food and then like I liked the turn where it was Santa's little helper who smelled it out mm-hmm. yeah. like, where is it boy and he points them the wrong direction yeah <laughs> although they do say almost immediately before that like why can't we just buy you know food from the gas station or whatever like hey, normal <laughs> or why can't they just go back to the quickie mart mm, like, also true. like they usually do yeah, they don't have bag boys working there. No. Jordan, can you not poke perfectly reasonable holes in this otherwise <laughs> con- convoluted and ridiculous plotline? I'm very sorry. You better be. I did like that. Uh, stupid Marge. Why do we? Why can't we shop at the gas station? Like, why do we have yeah. to be so fancy? But yeah, them finding the animal crackers in the roof and then them going to Africa. It was so just strained for me. Very, yeah. I th- do like that he's won the 30-year-old competition and then goes to the cracker company like... 
no, we're not sending you to Africa. That's ridiculous. But the reason yeah. they do is because the box breaks and smacks him in the eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It becomes a thing about them not wanting to be sued. And yeah, because uh, otherwise it would have been, oh, I guess we better send you on this 30-year-old conversation. Yeah. I like how they got there through that. Yeah, Someone's going, no, we're not doing that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. like Well, they literally say, we don't even make animal crackers anymore. We make household poisons and something yeah. like that. <laughs> And I did like the box as well. I want to shoot a line in the face, fight Muhammad <laughs> Ali, yep. and go in a convertible with two zebras. Happy zebras. Two happy zebras. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, zebras, as they would say. And just to round out the story, so uh, what else about the story beats, you know, for better or worse, do you want to mention about the Africa thing? Definitely makes an unexpected turn come third act. Mm. Yeah. I thought the turn with, like, them being stranded in Africa, I thought that was, like, pretty par for the course as far as, like, Simpsons go-to episodes go yeah, and it was yeah. a natural progression i guess and there's also the thing where okay before we started recording jordan you did look up they were in, intentionally made errors yeah uh, just to piss off fans so i did look up how the difference between victoria falls to mount kilimanjaro 20 plus hour flight 20 hour flight yeah it can't be it's it's only 20 hours to to england maybe it's like a light hour light plane or something i don't know man. maybe it's 20 hour drive Maybe. It was like 48 hours by train. It's a long fucking way, is the point. No, they've re- they really messed with the geography here, yeah. I especially. think they did it on purpose. One of the quotes is, it's like, we wanted to make it as crazy as like, oh, I, I got out of Grand Central Station, turn right, and I was on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, but that... a mistake you do on purpose. Put it this way, if I hadn't Googled that, I wouldn't have known it was wrong and therefore a joke. Well, yeah, because they talk about Alderwey Gorge, there's Swahili, they talk about there's a, a, they do a safari, well, there's Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. They're in a, a jungle. Victoria Falls, which is on the border of Zambia and Zimbabwe. Like, there's all these different places that I mentioned. And they're all kind of over Africa. I mean, yeah. It did annoy me. They achieved <laughs> perfectly that sensation. They got right up in your anal corner. <laughs> and I've got a few more. Anyway, you go. Well, anyway, this kind of segues into the wackiness of this episode. Oh, such Now, whack. I... Look, I think you can sort of forget and forgive all the geography wackiness. But the animal wackiness sticks out, and I think yeah. all of those are really positive notes. Uh, the the whole uh, "What did you just see, Lisa?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love rhino, that line. With the rhino being born out of an egg, like <laughs> yeah, fantastic. giraffe underground, and <laughs> just coming up like a, 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 a prairie little, dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't like Lisa's. Oh come on! That was one bit. I'm like, you could have just skipped that bit. It didn't yeah, really it, add it, to the joke. It would have been better, better as a but 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 but. But yeah, <laughs> just the shock of seeing these things. She's been lied to this whole time. One yeah. animal wackiness bit I didn't like was the bit in the car with the, you didn't see a warthog. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, mom, these uh, birds are playing. I look like a warthog. Like, no, I mean that one right beside you that you didn't notice it's until now. On your head. Yeah. yeah. It, was dumb. it dragged out way too long. And like, you could tell they were intentionally framing it to set it up and it. It was just a really long way to go about a pretty simple joke. But the one bit of animal wackiness I loved was the hippo, where Homer's like, quick, let's escape in this shield in the water. Hippos hate water. Lisa's like, no, they don't. And then dragged off, and then the hippo does that little scared little... <laughs> and tries to dip its toe. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah that bit's great. Also, like, uh, Marge looking at the cheating, going, oh, it doesn't look so fast. Puts the binoculars down. It's like, right up in it. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, by the time she put her binoculars down, already came it's that a good way. Little, good little visual gag. Yeah. So what about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel some heart? 
I did feel the diamonds. <laughs> her heart for diamonds. Yeah, her heart on for diamonds. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really feel any heart. I'm no. trying to think of no, examples. I guess they were going for like a misleading thing where you thought they were like defending the animal sanctuary against the poachers, but yeah, they were actually Greenpeace coming in and And to its credit, it does a good job of that fake out because we'd seen yeah. poachers earlier. So Yeah, but were they poachers or were they Greenpeace earlier okay. or were they different people? Well, they were poachers earlier because they were putting a something like a, in a cage. A cheater in a cage. And they had cargo or le- shorts. Or a leopard. <laughs> they had cargo shorts. The d- telling thing. But yeah, the, I agree though. The fake out was good. And I guess conceptually the whole diamonds thing was good. But by the time they go, yeah, oh, the, yeah, it, the mine is like five miles long. No, it's not. <laughs> it took a very hard left turn onto Wacky Street, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and while it wasn't entirely detrimental, I do kind of like Homer and Bart have coconut grenades. Oh, yeah, the coconutatov cocktails or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and then at least her marriage, like, plucking the bees from the hive and, like, shooting them tail first to explode the things and then the... Uh, It popped the tires, yeah. But then the homer trying to do the monkey catapult. (laughs) Someone set this monkey on fire! Homer had a couple of great monkey jokes in that. Like, when he is in uh, Joan Bushwell's uh, Jane Goodall Palport, yeah. Um, Which is sad because they really shit on the oh, image yeah. of like Jane Goodall who did yeah. amazing work, but mm, no, fuck her. Yeah, diamond. No, she, <laughs> no, she's a she's a diamond whore apparently, yeah. according to them. Yeah. But the joke that they did in uh, her place that I loved was Homer. He's sipping like a nice cup of tea out of very delicate china and goes, "So I couldn't help but notice that this place <laughs> smells like feces and not just monkey feces." <laughs> we and, talk about something else, <laughs> and then he's just like. It is pretty good. It's like, what else do you bring up in a fight? Yeah. <laughs> no, that uh, that was great. So, uh, let's do another question. Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Ooh. It felt it like was... a Simpsons goes too, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah. it was it, like combined almost with like a clip show with a tenuous mm. kind of link. It was like, uh, we wanted to do these set pieces. Yeah. How can we make the script fit that? Yeah, and even without uh, the geographical jokes, it was still... Bart, go to the top of that hill. What, you mean Mount Kilimanjaro? Oh, that was laboured. Pause for applause right now. Woo, they'll be going crazy. Yeah, it was just... I mean, that's always the problem with any kind of, like, Simpsons go-to, but still. I'm curious, how do African people feel about this? Because I know we kind of love the Simpsons Go to Australia episode, because it's kind of bullshit, and we kind of love its bullshitness. This is my problem with it, in that they say Simpsons Go to... Africa, and in every other thing, it's been like Simpsons go to Japan or Simpsons go to Australia, which is kind of, it may not be one whole culture, but it's pretty much one country, mm. and this is Africa, and it's like, we're going to put all the all African the stere- yeah. stereotypes in one big thing, when really they're all very different yeah. cultures, yeah. and they fight fucking terrible wars over how different they are and and yeah i just didn't like and this is accentuated in the scene where they're doing like dancing and they are drinking cow's blood they based the models and homes and uh, look of those people on a particular tribe I, I don't remember which one check the wikipedia but then they had lisa with the neck rings and bart with the lip disc which yeah. wasn't part mm. of their culture and was very much a part of a tribe uh, several several thousand kilometers away yeah well they they say like the maasai tribe because they've got the two people like doing uh, like jumping either yeah. side of the fight but then yeah they blend all this other stuff like this is africa like the country of africa and you're like Ugh. and that's what makes it feel like whiteboard writing to me mm. yeah yeah, so as far as feeling like an episode of The Simpsons, I don't think the characters are also particularly off. Like, Homer's a little bit of a jerk-ass, but not a bad in a bad way, really. He's, he's much closer to the lovable idiot in this yeah. one. Yeah. 
I do also like when they get eaten by the uh, plant. As was oh, a staple yeah. of the <laughs> movies in like the 30s when they went to uh, yeah. Africa and stuff. He just kind of rips his way out. It's like, it's a flower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How could you possibly defeat this <laughs> towering enemy, Dad? <laughs> Casually opens it up like it's a door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So, but overall, and I think the jokes were pretty Simpsons-esque. I mean, we mm. were laughing throughout the episode. It's just, I think the story's going to be the big thing that's letting this down. And it does sort of highlight the weaker moments of this episode for me. Uh, yeah, I think it was, there were some laughs, but there were also some things that really made me cringe. Yeah. Which were kind of like, oh, does that negate the laugh that you just earned? And how many cringes to laughs ratio? <laughs> yeah, yeah what, what's the exchange? <laughs> we need to check down at the currency yeah. exchange for that one. Exactly. Um, But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Hmm. You know what? I don't think I would. I think yeah. I'd skip it. It's, there's nothing here that I really, 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 really desperately want to see. There's no yeah. one joke that stands out about the rest. And I'm like, ah, eh, it'll make it worth it. I think I'd skip it. Yeah. Okay, PT. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. Outside of the, what did you just see, Lisa? And yeah. it's a flower. I don't feel like there's any reason for me to hang around on this one. Mm. Whereas the last one was kind of inoffensive enough to just kind of have on, and I would just go yeah. with it. This one, I kind of, it's just. Probably because it, it does go through that decline. It starts off reasonably well. You're like, okay, I can get into this. Yeah. And then it just slowly descends minute by minute until you're just like, eh, this is all demons. And yeah. By the way, just doing a little bit of quick research, I realize things like carrot and cut come into it. But the most valuable diamond in the world, which is about 31 million, is about, would fit into your palm. Bart was holding two that were bigger than half his head. Yeah. And <laughs> so, Homer, Homer and Marge had like shirtfuls yeah. of like at least two carat diamonds, which would be worth, you know, 20, 25 grand each. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it was a cubic zirconia. <laughs> <laughs> or they did that offhand joke with the monkey, like, oh, I yeah. found another diamond. It's oh, a that's zircon. a zircon, you fool. Yeah. I just got to check. So is the joke that like, because zircons are like artificially made? No, they just look like a diamond, but they're pretty much worthless. But how, how like, how do you find them? Are they in the ground like I diamonds? I think so, yeah. I think they're crystal, but they're not like carbon, like diamond maybe. Oh, oh okay. I Simpsons once did a lot of research on cubic zirconias because we said it a lot. And I was, and I think uh, they're like in the same family as the cubic zirconia, or whatever the fellow the fuck it works with geology. I don't know. Yeah. So, although like it's a different name for it or something like that, so they're pretty, pretty damn. But close. they are a geo, though. They aren't like just plastic. That's like shiny. No, no, no. They are. Yeah, they're made from zirconium silicate. So it's a mineral belonging to the group of neosilicates. Oh, so there we I go. think they're just. I think they're just common. That's the thing. Yeah, I think from the thing I was reading, it's like a cubic zirconia is a zircon, but a zircon is not a cubic zirconia. Mm, something like wow. that. All right, well, yeah, mostly we probably won't. Like, I think I could watch this episode again and then I'll walk off and make a sandwich halfway through at some point. Yeah, <laughs> again, once they actually get to Africa, after you've seen What Did You Just See, Lisa? Yeah. You can you can walk out and go make your sandwich. But yeah, if we if we were going to put it in a playlist, I think this is just an easy Simpsons go-to episode and, you know, yeah. put it at the back end of the playlist when people are like, okay, I'm done with this. Yeah. Actually, you know where I would stop? Mm-hmm. It's the bit with the... Did you tip uh, Katunga or whatever? No, no he, he did, did not. not. <laughs> yeah. Actually, and then no, I'd stop. See, that's the thing. There's some oh. actually good lines in this. What kind of bugs me, it's not a better episode. Yeah, and in that same scene, has another one of my favorite jokes of Bart, like, oh, these mosquitoes are yeah. all inside. Oh, you got the fly net inside out and turns it inside out and mosquitoes immediately out. So yeah. dumb. It's so, so dumb. dumb. But it's, I, it's, I love it for its wackiness. Yeah. 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 Um, a couple of things I, I, I didn't 
mind. Yeah. Either, what other the, notes do you have for this episode, Jordan? Where, um, you know, oh, getting hidden by a crocodile. <laughs> it's just like going to sleep in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was just, that I was, love his nonchalantness there. Yeah. And in that same scene as well, it's okay, I've got a map. And he's like holding, is that the animal crackers box? Yeah, yeah. it still is. <laughs> well, according to the map here, there is no water. It just goes to step off. <laughs> yep. Oh, and in that same scene as well, like to the episode's credit, it didn't completely abandon the first act because he go, he, they're just floating down the river. <laughs> I right. wonder how that bag boy strike is going. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> also in that bit is, it's a kind of joke I really like where it's, assumption that someone who's speaking a foreign language is saying terrible things but in actuality they're being super nice yeah it's a very specific type of joke oh, yeah <laughs> but i really like there's like tribe of african yeah. people watching them with spears and they sound like they're really aggressive they're just saying oh look strangers the best kind of new people i will show them a picture i drew today <laughs> yeah I know. they but, will like that <laughs> so this is things like that and when lisa gets lost in like little russia yeah there's yeah there's two people who are like she asks for directions and they very aggressively say sure I'm glad to help <laughs> tips over the chest please good game do you want to have another one <laughs> yeah no, it's good misleading uh, subtitle yeah, joke I humor. always enjoy that kind of humor mm-hmm. uh, did you have any other notes about this episode I BT really, I really don't think so this is kind of oh sorry the good line from the tour guide is like he yeah. led a bloodless coup that's right all smotherings <laughs> But then, but then Homer goes, oh, just like Jimmy Carter. And I don't think I got that reference because Jimmy again, Carter it's killed prob- people. I don't know. Uh, he's like <laughs> you don't most- say that he's still alive. He might wait, come get you. Wait, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> wait, was Jimmy Carter the one that took over after Kennedy? I don't, uh, I don't think so, but I'm not. No, that was get- LBJ. Was it? Little mm. Benny Jim Jams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the great president, Little Benny Jim Jams. <laughs> That's terrible. That's what they're talking about in that Puff Daddy song, The Benjamins, you know. <laughs> about the Benny Jim Yeah. Okay, so Jimmy Carter was after Gerald Ford, who took over up after the resignation of Nixon. Uh, okay. That still doesn't really make well, a lot of sense. Well, Scooby-Doo can do-do, <laughs> but Jimmy Carter is smarter. Um, and I did like the whole twist with Katenge that at the end, yeah, he was the new president and Muntu was their uh, flight attendant. I thought that was funny. Although continuity marge shouldn't really have laughed at him because her father too was, was a flight attendant and that scarred her for many many a year maybe mm. she got over it by learning to mock him ah. maybe true okay fair enough there was one little thing that wasn't called attention to but i noticed yeah. and i kind of liked it was uh santa's little helper leads them to the animal crackers so he picks up the lunchbox mm-hmm. blows the dust off it opens it bolts out the, the box of animal crackers blows dust off that <laughs> opens the animal cra- gets an animal cracker out and blows dust off that yeah. again and then puts it in his mouth and I, I was like right. yeah that's, that's they didn't pay attention to it I liked it yeah I didn't even notice that yeah see th- those are something I associate with a Swartz world or episode those like continuous like yeah yeah. but that however had to make up for the terrible joke that just preceded it yeah which was Lenny at the checkout with all the stuff in his arms yeah he goes oh nothing's gonna stop Lenny from having a casual party and then Carl is there in a full tux with top hat going like, casual yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was very waka waka derpy joke for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, another one that I was like, oh, don't say that. When they find out they're going to win a trip to Africa and they say, Africa, they'll have food there. Mm. I think we all did yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> <dull>. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, we also had a, an unintentional theme of body modification, I guess you could call yeah. it. What? When? Because you remember they had the um the hoops the oh no oh, my useless cage hoops my hoops 
Oops. And then they had the the, the, the lip disc and the, the, the neck stretching thing here. That's so right. The, who right. knows what we get? Yeah, well, the classic episode, finish out, close this one out. Yeah, that classic era episode where Homer got his belly button ring, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where Bart got the earring, maybe. Yeah, you, you've done the sparkle. Oh, that was last week. You've done the sparkle, sparkle. Oh, shit. You've done yeah. it. All right, well, it's one for the body mod playlist. Uh, did you have any anal corners? Uh, oh, did I ever? <laughs> okay. So Jordan's anal corner. Anal corner. It's my anal <laughs> corner. <laughs> you don't get to sing it. It's not fun when you do it. <laughs> Only I made dance. <laughs> like, okay, when they, they're trying to capture the cheetah at first, they drive up, they're like 10 meters away from the poachers, and they're like, oh, look, poachers, and the poachers are just like ignoring them, like they can't see them. If you're a poacher, you would have lookouts for sure. Oh, they, yeah. They, they were busy poaching. Okay, <laughs> fine. They had a live cheetah, I mean, or leopard. And I think it was a leopard. Yeah, I think yeah was... when you have a live angry cat, yeah. you are keeping all eyes on that damn Even cat. Even if it's a domestic cat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, why the hell is there a hippo in the village? <laughs> That's so fucking dangerous. It's true, it, they, did, they kill a lot of people, don't they? Yeah, super high death toll. Oh, yeah, they are aggressive. You are more likely to die from hippo death than you are from a plane crash. Or a black mamba. <laughs> uh, Probably. No, well, you know the old saying, a hippo in your village, you won't get robbed and pillaged. That is a saying. <laughs> that is say. now a saying. <laughs> it's, it rhymes, it's a saying. Smart motherfucker. <laughs> when Lisa looks at the, the, the chimp research, like, oh, this is all just famous monkeys from thing, and they're all apes, like King Kong and... Like Planet of the yeah. Apes, they're yeah. apes, they're not monkeys, and, and she think, would know that. Do you think that was maybe one of the intentional mistakes to piss people off? Maybe, but why do that in a show? Like, unless your show is centered around pissing people off. Yeah, yeah. The, I know, the whole concept of making intentional mistakes to piss people off, I do question, but are you angry? <laughs> I was angry then, for that, because Lisa, because it didn't feel like Lisa, at least we like, oh, yeah. wouldn't call them monkeys. But, well, whether or not it was a good idea, mission accomplished. Yeah, it did. It pissed me off right off. But yeah, I seem to remember in this episode that they did correct Homer at some point on mm. that, where it was like, they're not monkeys, they're apes, or whatever, vice Something versa. Like but just on that, I did love Homer's line of where they first see the first monkey. And Lisa goes, look, we'll follow it. Maybe he'll lead us to more bananas. And Homer goes, or maybe to more mouth-watering monkeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although chimps are, are pretty psycho. Like, I yeah? mean, like even at Taronga, like they're out mm. there. They are like, well, they're hyperactive to begin with. But yeah, they are just, yeah. they yep. can kill you. And they have wars. They have like wars and they kill each other quite frequently. They have poets who lament those wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they heard the expression of how much you like a spider monkey. Yeah. They have and chim- Bob Dylan's song, Throw and in the wind, which is about ape on ape violence, about <laughs> throwing feces. They, um, yeah, they have like chimpanzees that record their natural history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and why did the rest of the monkeys like like Jane, 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 Joan, whatever? It's Jane Goodall. We know that, right? Yeah. Um. So why did they the rest of them like that when they know that their brethren had stuck toiling away in a diamond mine? Yeah, they're essentially slaves. Yeah. Um. Stockholm syndrome. Monkey version Stockholm. Probably. This oh, is like, Africa, not Sweden. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> may, well, maybe she has like a couple of monkeys she treats well for like visitors and stuff. And yeah. uh, the others are all, you know, the tortured souls. Ooh, or the, mon- uh, the apes know that if they are nice, they'll like get treated well and they don't uh, have to go down the maybe. mines. This mm. could be like, a, you know, sophisticated psychological t- conditioning. Yeah, maybe. Of monkeys. Terrible. All right, well, I've just got a couple of quick fire notes about this episode uh, before we rank this thing. 
I love the line where the bag boys have just gone on strike and Homer's still causing a fuss and the manager goes, Mr. Simpson, will you please go home? <laughs> yeah, as though there's a history of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like when Ken Brockman's reporting about the strike and I liked the joke yeah. where he's like the local sack stuffers union, the grocery fruit packers and unpackers. Uh, yeah, and the shelf dusters union. That's the one. But then I didn't like his ugly waitresses one and where one just pops out from the corner and goes, Kiss Margaret's. Yeah. Like that was something of that very hee-haw writing that I'm really not yeah. a fan of. Would have been better, yeah, like uh, folksy waitresses. Yeah, folksy, yeah, but calling them unattractive, you're like, eh, come on. Yeah, yeah, not every woman who says, kiss my grits or, you know, y'all come back. No, is and also, they, if they're nice to you and they don't spit in your food, they're a damn good weight person. You can't have some low bars there. Yeah. <laughs> nice to me, didn't spit at me, 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, spit in the food. They can spit at me, just not in the food. <laughs> um, I like when they're looking for food and uh, Marge finds cream of toast. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What, what was the other one? It was like something jerky. Oh, uh, sulfur jerky? Sulfur jerky. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. What did you guys think about the, uh, the oh, evil is coming. You and Nagongo now. I liked the you and Nagongo line, yeah. but I thought the very, like, the Simpsons are coming. Like, I don't know. That uh, line just doesn't land. Our crazy me. witch doctors can predict this. Yeah, it was a bit. If, I, I think saved it by you and Nagongo now. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. I think. Again, I, I'm always looking at it through today's lens and like mm. going, this is, this is a little bit insensitive. Yeah. Hey, insensitive for sure. Is it offensive? No, that's the question. Bordering on, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Well, Again, I think the... I just enjoy any good, if I give you the stethoscope, now you're the doctor and I'm going to leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of gag. You know, that kind of thing. Instant promotion. Yeah. The Lion King, what do you call it? Uh, tribute. Homage. Homage. Thank you. That. I felt was dragged out and a little too, uh, too unnecessary, but I did like the gag of Homer going, oh, the odometer just clicked over. <laughs> the 10,000 click. I really, really didn't like the whole witch path cliche uh, to mm. go down the whole, there's the rainbow sunny side and mm. then there's the fucking certain death. Road. I was kind of hoping they'd choose the rainbow sunny side and they go, oh no, they've gone down the rainbow path of death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think it was too many... Hmm. Yeah, hmm. drawn out a little bit too much. Hmm. Yeah, but no, that could have been funny. Yeah, the rainbow in our culture is a sign of certain doom. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the withering trees and swirling black death, that's great. <laughs> yeah, the elephant graveyard, oh my God, take the kids. It's Wait. Just so scenic. <laughs> I've just figured it out. The rainbow is because that's where the fucking waterfall is because there's the spray ah, and that's where the rainbow is. Nice. Boom. Um, I didn't like Marge's whole thing where she's like, oh, Dr. Joan Bushwell, he must have a very nice wife or whatever. And Mar and then oh, Lisa's like, his wife. yeah, and mm. then Lisa's like, no, it's a lady. And she's like, a woman doctor. I've heard everything. Why is Marge saying that? That's yeah. so wrong for her. Although I, I don't know. I think Marge is like uh, stereotypical, that old kind of old idea of housewife. I know, but I don't think she's like one of those a lady doctor sort of people. Yeah. Well, then again, in the previous episode she, there was that quote that she said that was about like, oh, I only thought like the clothes smelled from working mothers or something like mm. that. So mm. I don't know, they've still, they're always trying to imbue her with this old school thought. Yeah. I don't but know it, if I agree with it's it. It's landed but... a lot better though. Like there yeah. is that good bit where um, 
Lisa's talking about never getting a date. It's like, I'm going to be like this famous male author and he's kissed more boys than I have. And, she, and Marge just goes, girls, boys kiss girls. Yeah. yeah. Not because she's yeah. like, you know, terrified or homophobic or anything, but just was like, I don't understand. I think you've made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. I, believe, yeah whereas, I believe you've made an error. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this one, she was like, a lady doctor. Like, well, I never. <laughs> what's going to happen next? <laughs> there, was one, there was one thing I liked as well. They went to the old Divide Gorge and it, Twigged a memory in my brain that has been stored mm-hmm. there, obviously That's for twenty years. Yeah, um, <laughs> they talk about the old Dubai Gorge, and it reminded me. I mean, I'm like, I can see the Far Side cartoon in my thing where the caption is anthropologist horror films and it's like it came from old Dubai and it's like the skeleton like coming out of the screen yeah shout out to all our all our Gary Larson fans yeah, out there exactly just a final couple of notes I like in the end how Lisa didn't take any of the diamonds mm. she, in the last scene she didn't have any like, I thought that was a nice touch yeah. Speaking of diamonds, was that a quote like, oh, she even put diamonds on the soles of her shoes? Is it's that like an old song? song or something, yeah. They turned I'm like, that sounds like it's from... But it was very much, Marge was holding the shoe to the camera and it was See? like... Yeah. Diamonds in the shoe, yeah. Like if they were in a desert and they're like, this horse has no name. <laughs> Are they in an American desert? Huh? Are they in an American desert? I don't know, I'm just making up a hypothetical. Was it America that did that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Okay, I'll get you now. Sorry. I got it. There was a weird moment where, yeah, when Lenny was shopping, he was wearing a hat, and you're like, okay, now you know that's going to come into it. And the bag boy goes, oh, and then we'll mess up your hat. And then he clutches it, and it's like... Uh, Not my precious hat. I've worn this once. Yeah. Actually, you know, that, could, that joke could have almost saved it. Like, no, I just got this hat. Yeah. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, easy fixes. And finally, I'll just mention that the only guest star for this episode listed was Frank Welker, who is an amazing voice actor who does like all the animals in everything. Apparently, he is on like the Academy's like top earning actors because he is just <laughs> in so many like million billion dollar franchises. Yeah, that makes if, sense. If you need animal sounds, that's the guy you call. Yeah, and. And he hasn't done many like human speaking roles, and the only one he's done is Nibbler from Futurama because he was already doing oh, the voice. animal voices for that. Yeah, he's got quite a good voice then. Yeah, and he did do Megatron as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, in the in series or the uh, I think the movie or the movie, and yeah. I think he did he, he does it in the latest Michael Bay movies as well. Oh, there you go. That... Yeah. All right, well, it is time to rank this thing. BT, yeah. kick it off. <sighs> Let's just get some more sound of me sucking my teeth. <laughs> um, yeah, this one is okay. I know where I want to sit, but I've I've put the last four things I've ranked in participant. <laughs> and I'm starting to wonder if it's me that's wrong, because <laughs> this one starts pretty strong. I think that's my biggest problem with it, and my the re- is the reason it hurts so much for me is that it's disappointing in the sense that it started quite well and then just 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 devolved quite in almost a consistent line the ending is kind it just descends into wackiness and then it just kind of happens but i really i cannot feel like i can give this anything higher than participant all right so i'm gonna participant and let let me try out bronze bronze nope (laughs) participant yeah there it is all right jordan I I don't know whether I'm just being like a you know a, a delicate flower or something like this, but it it just it did make me kind of cringe in a in a not in an uncomfortable way, not just like a oh, what a bad joke, but some of the things that they did. And I know it was of the time when was this released in Ort one. Still feels like we should know better. I still feel like you shouldn't be making those kinds of jokes, but again, uh, you know we've got the benefit of hindsight. I'm like on the border of of of, of failing it, um, but. 
it wasn't it wasn't as bad as some things we've seen. Like it wasn't like a Pennywise guy is kind of bad. No. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'll, I'll I'll go participant as well. It's it's just it really it made me feel uncomfortable in parts and just yeah I didn't like it. No, nope, fair enough. All right. While last episode was a like I'd say that was like a high participant. This is yeah. like a low participant for me because I know oh, you've kind of talked about that. Like I think about they're both like a third participant, but like if we're going to scale them, the last one would scale up. This one would scale down. Wow, interesting. Okay. Because like I feel like I'm marking nice because I am giving it a bronze and I'm acknowledging all of its failings, all of its cringeworthy moments. Um, but I'm saying the jokes in it are good enough to rise it up. Mm. Uh, just like this is a very low bronze for me. And yeah, and it's one like one of those where the couple lines I like, I do really, really like. What did you just see, Lisa? Is something I've said to people. Yeah. And and yeah, it's one where it's interesting that so many of these quotable moments happen and uh, you're like, wow, I can't believe it's from this episode. We have thought before of making a book of great quotes from bad episodes. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, that could be like the new clip show. Okay, well, that'll make it a shiny participant all around. Not a very popular category. No. This will be joining such episodes as Marge Gamer, The Bob Next Door, Love is a Many Strangled Thing, and Dangers on a Train. Yeah, that all seems about fair. Yeah. Yeah, episodes that have got inherent problems that have definitely got some laughy moments mm. in them. Episodes that have annoyed some people, and others have kind of just been meh. Yeah. Some of them have been cold, unfeeling rumors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, it's about time we get into the classic era segment. Dang time. <laughs> and we're going to watch Bart's Friend Falls in Love. We'll be Aww. back. And we'll all be keeping an eye out for body modification. <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for this evening. But before we get to that, we just have a quick corrections index to do tonight. Gasp. We said in the previous episode we were all together with Phil that a dork meant a whale's penis and a dude meant a camel's penis. This is completely wrong. The myths that they do mean those things predate any uh, c- common usage of people using those words to mean those things. Dean Kane lied to us. Believe it to or my, not. To my face as well. Via a television. What a bastard. Rick Dean Kane is. You think you can trust people, especially people who portrayed Superman. My, my trust is shattered. Yep. <laughs> I'll well, never believe TV again. It's all right, because there are still plenty of names for dick, like penis and cock. And cock and penis. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, tonight uh, we just watched Season 3, Episode 23, Bart's Friend Falls in Love. This was written by Jay Kogan and Wallace Wolodarski, and it was first released in May 1992 in this episode. Bart gets very jealous when Milhouse falls in love with the new girl at school, Samantha Stanky. And in the B story, uh, Homer attempts to lose weight with a subliminal messages uh, tapes, but instead just increases his vocabulary to hilarious extremes. Guys, <laughs> what did you think? Pretty good. I really liked it a yeah. lot. Yeah. this epi- It's charming as fuck. This is a very nice refresher. It's definitely a good way to put it, charming. That's very <laughs> accurate. Yeah. But just talking about the story first off, let's uh, talk about the Homer story. It's it's a, it's brief. It's only about four scenes, yeah. but man, it, they put in a lot of work oh, to his vocabulary. So good. <laughs> I really, yeah, I had to write down some of the sentences because I'm like, <laughs> these are fantastic. I brought up Frankie Act just for this very purpose <laughs> as well. <laughs> then do go on. 
Lamentably, no. My gastronomic rapacity knows no satiety. Satiety. <laughs> satiety. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, in, in bed, when they're in bed, goes, the gourmand metamorphosizes into the voluptuary. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I like how he rips off her, like, hair yeah, thing with his, with teeth, his teeth. Like, chucks it away. Oh, my God. So, was it the gourmand? A gourmand. The gourmand. Yeah. Well, metamorphosizes. Someone, someone who really likes food. Ah. As they said at the end, gourmet, it's like a... a fra- gourmet, but fatter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get Because I got all the other words, but I didn't know gourmand. And I like as well, I, I really like as well how uh, Bart is on the phone. Yeah. Dobbing in Millhouse, like doing the... And he goes, hmm, a Machiavellian countenance, like, which is, <laughs> yeah, like, just... the expression is, like, one of, like, evil. Oh, is that pra- what he's pragmatic saying? Pragmatic evil, yeah. Mm. He notices that Bart's scheming this thing. Hey, he yeah. knows what Bart's doing and comments <laughs> on it, just such a casual way, though. And then it. says... <laughs> a sex to the veil. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it is so fantastic. Like, you can, yeah, you can spend the, half the time writing this episode was put into mm. cross-referencing a thesaurus. <laughs> I have a really bad thesaurus. Not only is it terrible, it's terrible. <laughs> That's not my joke. Sorry. Uh, uh, nice. Good. <laughs> and in the A story as well, I thought this was a really cute way of playing, you know, young kids' understanding of romance. Yeah, exactly. I like really like Marge's line of, you know, Bart's like, oh, they just do this kiss. How cute. They don't open their mouths. Do yeah. they? No. How cute. Yeah. yeah. It's that kind of very innocent, just like, oh, they don't really know what love is or, or anything. But, no, they, you know. don't, they don't even know why they like each other so mm. much. They're just attracted and Bart especially doesn't know why they like each other. You know, come on, Milhouse, we're living in the age of cooties. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's very innocent and, and quite sweet, actually. But yeah. um, destined to fail, or like as Milhouse says, you know, it started off like Romeo and Juliet, but ended <laughs> in tragedy. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing line. <laughs> Hasn't read the whole play. <laughs> yeah, and even like Milhouse starts to become a lot smoother, and yeah. you know, when you're just about to eat an Eskimo pie, and you wait until it melts a little. But she doesn't melt. <laughs> oh yeah, she does. <laughs> 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 Maybe uh, snort oh. a little bit in yeah. the episodes of like, yeah, they do melt. Milhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing watching an episode with Milhouse who he's starting to get uh, life is starting to give him a break. Yeah, he's he's advanced ahead of Bart a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And and it's not that Bart's wanting to get a girlfriend or anything. No, no he just wants his friend back. Yeah. And he doesn't he's he's light in the air it's like they all look the same to me. Milhouse. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get back to all that in a moment. Uh play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? I will say some. <laughs> Jordan? Several, yes. Several watches. Yeah, I'll put this in about my 30 to 50 range. Like, it's actually one that I don't remember revisiting that much as a kid. And I gotta say, it's. I think it's probably because I wouldn't have understood it. I think this one, like, especially the vocabulary storyline yeah. makes a lot more sense as an adult. Mm-hmm. Because you can pick up on, like, every other word that Homer's saying. <laughs> I, w- I should have said something to the effect of, oh, our Grand Master of Ceremonies. Not that I've so certainly <laughs> witnessed this at least two score. <laughs> um, any special impact or memories that this episode has had with you over the years? Yes. Uh, we're going to, you know, discuss sex in an open and no-nonsense <laughs> way. And then it's like, yeah. Fuzzy Bunny's <laughs> Guide to Making You, you Know, know What. what. Yeah. <laughs> Another fantastic appearance by Troy McClure, Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. 
Rest which, in peace, man. Which I which I wouldn't have gotten the joke of like, you know, we're going to discuss this in a really adult way. And then yeah. just the euphemisms they go through is just incredible. Yeah. Well, I really love how they keep it very, very G-rated the whole time. They go, that night is our honeymoon. This place poor She's faking it. <laughs> no, that's great. And such a great commentary on, you know, how sex education is dealt out with Troy McClure at the end. Now you know how it's done. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like, um, just before that, a joke I never really picked up before was uh, before they roll the film, they go, Ezekiel, Ishmael, you may go outside to, according, <laughs> in accordance with your parents' religion, you may go outside and pray for our souls. <laughs> and they just walk out there like the sickliest looking yeah. kids <laughs> you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, again, feels like something that's still going on now. It's yeah, like, you probably. can't teach that to my kids in school. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No, uh, it's just so brilliantly handled and such a great look at um, society as well. And I think I do that very well uh, in the advertisements that Homer's watching with all those uh, foods that are just loaded oh. with rich, <laughs> creamery butter. butter. Yeah. I really love when Lisa pitches in the idea of subliminal messaging. like, subliminal messaging? Oh, Lisa, that's a bunch of rich, creamery butter. <laughs> it's yeah, already got in his head. Yeah, he's writing off the idea of subliminal messaging. Yeah. Yeah. I just with, love, I love both those ads that's like, you know, we take a 64 slice of American cheese, grill it with bacon, <laughs> add an egg, and it's like really soft tone, seductive yeah. voice. We <laughs> call it the Good Morning, morning. Burger. <laughs> then we dust it with four different kinds of sugar. <laughs> mm, sugar. Yeah. Oh, this, uh, this was an excellent uh, episode tackling Homer's weight loss, and in a way that totally lets them reset back to zero. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, there were things that I, I don't think I would have gotten on first viewing. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I would have seen Indiana Jones the first time I'd seen this. I would have known there's a bit with a ball, like a giant stone ball, mm. yeah. but oh, then yes. I wouldn't have known. But now that I, obviously, having seen Indiana Jones a couple of times mm -hmm. and watching this, it's like so good, the detail that they pay uh, yeah. attention to. I really love this. So bringing us back to the start of the episode, yeah, it opens up with this excellent Raiders of the Lost uh, arc montage. Uh, Homage. I keep going to say montage in this episode when I mean homage. It's a montage. <laughs> so montage. Everyone... You know what we need? We need a montage of you learning the difference. Yep. <laughs> there's just me with a whiteboard and there's homage and then an M and yep. then pointing between the two and then I hit you because you get it wrong. And then the first you're, you're like shrugging, you're like, what? I'll never get this. But then later I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's this brilliant homage to Raiders of the Lost Ark at the start and I swear, I really want to watch these side by side and mm. see how many of these exact shots that they did. Yeah, like I think the... Um the straight down the barrel with like the rock behind mm. and then the um, yep. running across the camera with the, the darts. Yeah, and, and Maggie shooting him with the little uh, the plunger shooter. Yeah. And I love just a simple at the start where like Bart like touches his chin in the same way that Indy does. Yeah, yeah and that, that careful consideration before he steals it. The light shining in mm. and yeah. And like grabs the, doesn't just like pick it up, but like does it in the same way. Yeah, like the tosses it to yeah. one hand and yeah, it's really good. Yep. Going underneath and like getting the mm. hat and then like, you know, uh, him like waving his hat as he f yeah. goes away in the bar. Like everything and is so Homer's good. Homer's just shaking the rake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is one of uh, Homer's incomprehensible babblings that I love because, mm. yeah, it's doing an homage to Raiders as well. And, and when he's chasing after him and he barrels down the stairs and they make Homer get bigger in frame. Yeah. And yeah. They really paid attention to the tracking of these shots mm. and... Making sure the homage was spot on. 
And as well, like when Homer runs into the garage door, he yeah, just his belly and his forehead burst through. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell if it was belly and forehead or if he'd like somehow spun and hit his the back of his head because you can't see any of his face or anything. <laughs> so I was like, did he just mashed his face or did he like trip and like oh, fall mashed. backwards? Mashed, mashed his face. <laughs> and the thing I think we're missing there is Homer just clawing his way out of the garage door, oh, yeah. <laughs> grabbing the rake. <laughs> like, but the only thing I don't like about this bit. Bart is stealing a change jar. Mm. Yeah, I kind of want a follow-up line is now I can buy myself X blank X. Yeah, I don't know. It's very inconsequential to the rest of the story is all. I think it's just that like it's shown in that opening shot where it's like gleaming and the camera's mm. kind of pulling away slightly and it's like glittering in the sunlight. I think it's just that... An object of desire. But, but like he's always stealing from other people's piggy banks. So we yeah. know that canonically he does that and well, all the ones that he knows about anyway. We, we know at this stage that Bart will take money to just... Probably he'll take it to the arcade because they yeah. do say, let's go to the arcade yeah. later on. I believe so. it was merely a reflection of his desire to obtain ill-gotten spongelix. <laughs> <laughs> Spongelix, kids, look it up. <laughs> Beige has been listening to his uh, <laughs> subliminal vocabulary tapes. Alas, it is true. <laughs> and I have not, as you can hear by how long it takes for me to think of words that use to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and ways it affected me. Um, I do remember, and I did use a lot of the, there's the metal thing to <laughs> dig <laughs> food. Yeah. Need a spoon? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, rich creamery butter stuck in our household for some reason. We'd always say that. But how would you eat the rich creamery butter without a metal dealie you used to <laughs> dig food? We'd eat it with 82 ounces of pure American beef. <laughs> four kinds of sugar. <laughs> uh, anything you reckon flew over your head in the day? Uh, Skinner's Nam references. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, there's not even a punchline there. They're just dark. But I still <laughs> laughed at them. <laughs> He's all like, yeah. I was always suspicious of students being carted over here. Oh, well, I'm a good student. That's what they told me. Just like they told me when I got back from Nam. Yeah. parades. Instead, they spat on me. I can still feel it sliding down my <laughs> Yeah. And as he got over that bedwetting problem in grade two, they have that in there. Oh, don't worry. They'll forget about that. Like they forgot about me in that tiger cage for 18 months. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Guy's got some unresolved issues. Yeah. Yeah. This was a reoccurring bit of Skinner staring out the blinds and yeah. having the shadows. In, I yeah. loved the change in lighting yeah. for that scene. Yeah. Like, you know, because his office is brightly lit and everything. And he comes and it's like, it's almost like everything's gone dark. And you can yeah. see the, the shadows of the shades like hit across his face and everything oh, it's, it's so good. beautiful yeah, it's got a very uh saigon shit i'm still only in saigon <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that that was amazing so ultimately did this feel like an episode of the simpsons absolutely My golly yeah this was a very um there wasn't actually too much going on in this episode it was very easy to su- summarize mm, but yeah. millhouse gets a girlfriend yeah when it gets a vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was clear that was sort of filler material for the episode, but it's it's not bad because they at least tie it into the plot at the end where Bart comes to Lisa asking for advice and she goes, I don't know, did you ask Dad? And he goes, I did, but I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Yeah, it's also time more like a brief collision, but I really like, yeah, how they've... Yeah. That's why he goes to Lisa and it's explained really well. I do super love that bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the characters were all themselves in this episode, and yeah. it was more how would these characters react in this situation? Mm. I do like how um, uh, teen slash adult Maggie still has her pacifier in the dream sequence of Homer 
at his funeral. Oh, oh yeah. That. No. yeah. They've got like, because Marge looks visibly older. And I think like we've mentioned this before, they do that by just adding two lines mm-hmm. under her eyes. Yeah. Uh, giving her eye bags. And that makes her immediately like 10 to 15 years older. But Bart and Lisa are kind of grown up. But Maggie is yeah, older in a dress and she's still got a pacifier in as well. <laughs> anyway. Shows the extent of Homer's imagination. Oh, yeah. That was Lisa's, Lisa's imagination. imagination. Oh, yeah. Good point. Which is like, I got to help him. Yeah. But yeah, I remember when that came out and Marge's line, you know, oh, I wish they never invented fried cheese. I feel like that was a joke on where American food was going and, and now then, it's just a more inaccurate f- reflection. Now we got the double down. <laughs> Man, the double down is probably better because the bun is full of sugar. You want less bun, more meat. Well, that's what you get with the double down. <laughs> Although, to be fair like we've now got what deep fried butter deep fried mars bars deep fried yeah. beer well deep fried with mars bars are a proud scottish tradition <laughs> they are but no uh, i remember the first days of the show i went to where it was like uh, cheese on a stick and it was mm. like oh my god we are living in a glorious horrible future yep. <laughs> i can eat cheese on a stick then i can wash myself in a rag <laughs> on a stick um so let's talk about the wackiness of this episode what were some of the wacky moments uh, but hits Millhouse in the head with an eight ball so hard it cracks the eight ball open. Wow, and, and doesn't crack his skull, yeah. <laughs> Those things are solid. Well, yeah, I mean, it could have been better. He was reaching at one point for the scissors, then a brick, and then a broken bottle. I do love how Millhouse has that stuff on his floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the end of the sex education video goes, Nine months later, Fuzzy Bunny had 14 babies. Eight, <laughs> eight survived. <laughs> Actually, what is the gestational period for a rabbit? I'm pretty sure it's not nine months. True, I'm pretty sure that's... Uh, anyway. It's like two weeks or something. Most things. Fourteen r- seconds. <laughs> I was gonna say wacky that uh, subliminal tapes would work immediately. Oh yeah, that very day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's but, just assume Homer is very susceptible. Yeah. It was a good subtle touch though that they had Doctor Marvin Monroe being the advert advertising for it because he is known as like a crack shrink. But yeah. Yeah. At this point, we've had his uh, electroshock therapy to heal families of their uh, hatred for each other. And he's not dead yet. It's not dead yet. Uh, gestational mm. period for rabbit about thirty-one days, so one month. Wow, Damn. I thought it was two. Jesus, yeah, there you go. They do breed, breed like, like rabbits. <laughs> um, yeah, this wasn't a super wacky episode. I mean, besides Homer's stuff, I wouldn't say it's more wacky, but more levity, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. Millhouse's heartbreak is very over the top. Um, yeah, but, fair enough. but I mean, like I, they're playing it for laughs, and I get it. But it, I mean, it's like you know, if you knew someone for one day, and you know, but, yeah, yeah. But he's also never had a girlfriend since, this so maybe true. he knew this was the extent of it. Yeah. Well, this goes pretty fluidly into the heart of the episode, and yeah, this was Millhouse's heart-filled episode, and he could have justifiably being really shitty at Bart at the end of it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come on, what about the bit where Bart, uh, where they try to ditch Bart at movies and he walks in the alleyway and kind of starts crying and then Millhouse shows up and like, yeah. can we use your treehouse? And it's like, <sighs> yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some heart there. And then you get the payoff of the, as soon as Samantha gets dragged away, he's like, well, love him, leave him out. Let's go to the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> immediately everything's back to normal and then kind of d- does come to the realization of, oh, no, I fucked this up now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I guess he does uh, help Millhouse along. They go visit her at San Sebastian's at the end. Ten and, gallons of gummy bears, yeah. Yeah, and Bart apologizes to Samantha as well. It's like, I guess that was worked out in their little deal or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounded like she already knew anyway, because yeah. he said, "I, you know, I'm really sorry about that. Like, as if I've already apologized, but I just want to reinforce that I am actually sorry. Oh, yeah. So well, maybe the worst was, you know, off screen. 
Mm. But then she's like, I actually like it here, so it's fine. Yeah. No, it was a cute resolution as well, and it sort of left the door open for her to come back and you if know they ever wanted to yeah i am so glad that they haven't because no, no, <laughs> but it, it feels like she's not gone from the universe no and the that, Simpsons, so. and that there's still hope for millhouse yet there's yeah. no hope for millhouse nope nobody <laughs> likes millhouse <laughs> um and yeah she did seem quite content with the school at the end the french canadian nuns mm. yeah they seemed fun to be honest they were singing they were like it was like sound of music in that playground yeah but also, they'd never let her oot. They never let her oot. <laughs> so dumb. Such a nice, subtle joke. Yeah. Samantha, Nepa boys. <laughs> but talking more about the heart as well and subtlety as well is that when Samantha was first introduced to the classroom, I liked that they told uh, Milhouse falling for her just in images. There was yeah. never a moment of her, him going, oh, hubba, hubba, ga, 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 I really want to hit that bitch. <laughs> like... There wasn't that moment that you see so often in Simpsons episodes. Yes, the words hit that bitch come up so often. It's just sitting there, pussy fine. <laughs> yeah, you type that into Frankie Akin, like, which one of the many episodes are you talking about? <laughs> Can't narrow it down, come on. <laughs> but no, 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 it's just told with glances. Millhouse, like, looking at him, arresting his head and mm. chin yeah, on his hand. That and, longing look. And half looking at each other over Bart's head. Yeah, when and... he puts his head on the desk going, boring, at the video. Oh, yeah, and they yep. just like have hello, mm. just all in so, looks. Come to the school often. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm new. Yeah, and then when him and Samantha like meet properly in the playground as well, like mm. it just unfolds really beautifully. It's really cute. Yeah, I just I like you guys. When uh, I find out who threw that ball, I'm gonna. Sees her and she's like smiling at him, and oh, yeah. it's very sweet. Yeah, and that kind of although all the kids this kickball could have hit, I'm glad it was you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and Millhouse is crying, and he's like, I don't want you to see me cry. You cry everywhere. <laughs> you cry when they're out of chocolate milk. Yeah, <laughs> you cry when you do long division. You have a remainder. <laughs> that always stuck with me over the years because I actually never knew how to do lo- long division. I no just, one does. I just faked my way through math. It's fun. I like long division to show. Up. But then, yeah, when a long division had come up and I'd be like, am I going to cry because there's a remainder? <laughs> I'd at least make myself laugh in the classroom. <laughs> like, Elliot, no laughing. <laughs> so, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah, what yes. episode playlist are we going to put this in? Ooh, um, I guess. It's, it's it's love interests. Yeah, it's big heart. Girlfriend episodes. Yeah, kid, like kids dating. This goes into like really solid Millhouse episodes as well. Mm-hmm. New Kid at School as well. Pair it up with the Laura Powers episode. Yep. Homer Wait episodes. Yep, yep. Like King Size Homer and all of them. Homer Education episodes. Ah, yes, yes. Homer being slightly smarter. Yes, when Homer expands his cranial capacity. (laughs) Oh, uh, Homer and Marge love making episodes. (laughs) Whenever you want to see an episode with Marge and Homer getting it on. Yeah. Silhouette one. What was that one where they do it on Mr. Burns' office desk or something? (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. That one was bizarre. That (laughs) was bad. Wasn't that Love is in the chemical compound? N2O2H2 something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just say, yeah. That's a bad episode. Guest stars of this episode. Kimmy Robertson played the role of Samantha Stanky. And she, you might know her from Twin Peaks. She's like the receptionist at the the police station there. She's a bit of a bizarre character. Yeah, I like how Skinner introduces her, accidentally mispronounces her name as Stinky. How is Stanky better? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we're saying that in today. Did they have Stank back surely, then? Surely, surely. When did 
The entomology of stain. No, I was thinking about, yeah, we did like, was it Liar Liar or Ace Ventura? It was like, put a bit of stank on it. Like that. That I, Jim I Carrey quote. Ah, oh, she plays Lucy Moran. Yeah. There you go. For all you Twin Peaks fans. Oh, yeah. She's got a good she's got a good character there. And we'll just use the time to give a quick shout out to our friend Trisha Bogomil out in the States. Hey Trisha. She's got a Facebook fan page which is like Twin Peaks and Simpsons uh, mashup memes. Oh, cool. And it's doing very well. Much better than this podcast. And I promise I'll watch Twin Peaks soon. It's just I haven't watched it yet. First season <laughs> is incredible. Yeah. Second season goes downhill because they made him like reveal who the killer was. Have you been watching the new one? Or? I haven't yet. I was gonna wait till it all came out. People were, like, losing their shit over it, like, last week, two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was, like, it was funny because it was when the Game of Thrones finale ended yeah. as well. So, like, Facebook feed was just spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've managed to steer clear, so I'm just, uh, I'll enjoy that when it comes around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not so much heart, but emotional in that, the yeah, when you said when she does get introduced to the class, that was my worst nightmare of like having to be stood up in front of the class yeah. and just talk about yourself. And when, oh, yeah. I, I like and Mrs. Grubopel's lead in, which you're like, well, I know this must be a little scary. Why don't you stand at the front of the class and tell us about you, a little bit about yourself and I'll be judging you on grammar and poise. Grammar <laughs> and poise. <laughs> so no, that harsh. was amazing. Like, because have you guys ever been the new kid at school or? Yeah. Yeah? I've yeah. always just kind of been there quietly in the background. <laughs> you were uh, an NPC at your schools? Yeah, no, no it's, I'm kind of the thing where you take a photograph and I'm just in the background, <laughs> like a ghost story. Yeah, so. like looking at, like you've just turned to look at the camera like, oh, like, what's oh, that doing is here? Oh, picture day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I joined a new school in year four when usually the intake was either in year three or year five. Oh, okay. Um, so I was one of two people. Mum was in the other year four class. Did that make you fight? <laughs> no. Did try and play handball the first day and embarrassed myself Ooh. terribly. And that was just like, you know, my reputation gone for the rest of my school term. So I was the new kid in year three. And um, what was funny is I was one of two kids that was, you know, a bit of a larger kid in terms of weight and height, especially height. Me and this other kid, John, we like stood about a foot over all of the <laughs> other fellow students. So they thought it'd be really fun to spread rumors about each of us saying that we hated each other. And so that they ended up making us fight. Wow. Who won? Me. Hey. Good. But the most embarrassing part of that was I beat the other fat kid, but they introduced a tag team rule mid-fight, and oh. this other little squirt fucking Sam beat the living shit out of me. Oh, what a dickhead. <laughs> I know, and it was annoying because, yeah, again, he was like a foot smaller, but, you know, he, he had the quickness. Yeah. So any other notes you have about this episode, BT? I got, I got a couple of anarchotters. Okay, go. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do it. I want to see if we picked up on the same thing. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, Bart gets for um, Samantha doomed romance comics yeah. from Lisa's collection. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I do like the animation where Bart walks, after he's crying in the alley, kind of walks off and casts his shadow yeah. uh, up against the yeah. alley. That's very cool. Feels like a movie reference. Probably yep. Hitchcock. I wonder where oh, yeah. the and light was, the light source was to make that shadow. From the sun. <laughs> I think it's in the shut up. Um, I also, it's very quick. I'm not even sure I saw it, but it looks like there are maths equations written all over Martin's blanket. Oh, really? Like that, it, it's a panning shot as they're going through his room. But, Would you want Lodge to be play the loot? That and shot is amazing of how, mm. like, yeah, it shows Bart being there and then just fucking just passes exiting. the window. Oh, it's great. Do you think he has to wear that hat to play the loot? I think he just he's that committed to it. Yeah, so, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so that does it for my notes, other than my uh, little things I want to see if our uh, retentiveness yeah, sure. has lined up. <laughs> All right, well, that means it is time for Jordan's Anacronom. Jordan's Anacronom! Hello! 
Bully. Um, <laughs> one, Maggie has the suction cup gun. Yep. Yep. And she shoots. She's it's it's a one bullet thing, four but she shoots four or five in one in quick succession, like it's yep. a machine gun. That's the one of the two I had. Yeah. And then the the last one I had was um, Melis is lying on his bed, but there's no pillows anywhere in his room. He's just kind of lying on a what looks like a blanket for his head. It's true. Maybe he was so angry he threw it out the window. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, I had one where when um, Marge calls up the uh, subliminal messaging tape service and they go to pick up yeah. the uh, weight loss one and there's none there, they turn to the vocabulary one. The guy just picks up the tape and puts it in the box. It didn't have a label on it. Like when it came to the Simpsons, it would have a label vocabulary expander on it. Yeah, fair well, enough. Well, maybe no it doesn't. That. Maybe they're blank. Maybe that's how they know because it's like these ones are all vocabulary. We we just you have to keep them there because we're not marked. And maybe that's maybe that's it's, why it's possible. But... Maybe that's why Homer puts it in and just assumes that he's going to get weight loss. He would because if it had a label, he'd be like vocabulary builder. This is the wrong thing they've sent me. Oh wow, that makes yeah. sense. I was going to say a wizard did it. Yeah. <laughs> that's your explanation for everything. It explains everything. <laughs> that's the Simpsons explanation for everything to be fair yeah um, i did like the joke about we've always known about the jolly fat man and they yeah. have like dom deloise hitchcock <laughs> like, <laughs> he's and like the least santa claus <laughs> the least jolly person you and, can think of. oh okay now <laughs> and I also it. english yeah, um, but well. I like how they said if you took the news report says if you took the S- excess weight of every obese person in America, you could fill two fifths <laughs> of the Grand Canyon. Well, that may not sound like much. We got to remind you, it is a big canyon. <laughs> I do like that. Jordan, any other notes? Uh, yeah, another hashtag. It can be episodes where they do the music yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another one. Um, or, or notes where they have uh, birds flying from a tree all yeah. at once because no! of someone shouting. <laughs> yeah. That's the loudest profanity I've ever heard. <laughs> yep. Couple of notes. Yeah, I did like the note on Bart's test where he's like proving that the, 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 the magic eight ball is wrong and the, the note says, very poor even for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was a nice little touch there. If, uh, Nelson going, where's Mr. Krabappel? He goes, well, Nelson, he chased something fluffy down a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Krabappel is very smart. Mm-hmm. And I love Bart's question in that as well. Like, he is such a child. Just like, how can we get a man to meet with a monkey so we can make a half monkey man? Yeah. <laughs> I want my but monkey that man. would be playing God. God, Schmod, I want my monkey man. <laughs> I did like the name of one of, like, the tape that they're watching for the um, uh, Fluffy Bunny learns about you know what mm-hmm. at the start of is like you know me from other educational vi- videos such as something lead and- paint delicious but dangerous <laughs> yeah and here comes, comes the, the metric, metric system, system. <laughs> i did like that bit as well and i think this episode um maybe this is where you subliminally got the idea mm-hmm. for the hangover test because I hear where Homer's Homer reaching. is reaching for the remote and he can't <laughs> quite get there. And he's like, maybe I'll give this show a chance. Yeah. That was one as well where I felt like they subtly set up the vocabulary story where uh, he's like, where's that channel changer? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, he didn't even have the word for remote. And <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was, whether intentional or unintentional. I assume intentional. That seems yeah. like a... Just a reminder, he doesn't know words for things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just what was the what was the Fourth of July parade? The big hat that he was wearing. Like, is that yeah. a character? What is that? Oh, That's just the, the thing the, people do at 4th of July. Parties. Is it? Yeah, yeah the I'm little stomach it. montage. That was really cute where, yeah, yeah, he's going through all the moments of his life where the gut came in use. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that big 4th of July. I heard on the commentary they referenced it as a sh- Shriners parade. 
They do love Shriners references but, in The Simpsons, the, don't they? Shriners they are just weird little things. They must have more parades in America than they do here. Like, I don't know if we've got... We must have some Shriners in I'd Australia. Like to. I'd love to drive down a street in a little hilarious a little, car. A little hat and a fez? Hell yeah. Fez, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just bust the gut out and put a top hat on my top half. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But yeah, as well, him playing with Maggie and like... Um, yeah. It was disgusting, but very cute. Babies probably like that kind of thing. They like, you know, trampolines. So. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know it's a belly. <laughs> my godfather, um, when I was a baby, I think it was, was it my christening or something? I can't remember. It was an event. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he he like threw me up into the air, right into a chandelier. Oh, Ooh, dear Christ. Shit. Like right in the top of my like soft baby oh. skull. <laughs> yeah. That's why I... Am now the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we call you Jordan Chandelier Head. <laughs> they really should take that shot out or leave it in. I'm not I really sure. wish you wouldn't keep referring to the <laughs> chandelier. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know you're sensitive about it, but it's just such a unique feature. Oh, we should all mention those those movies they went to go see as well. Oh yeah, they went to see. Okay, oh, this was actually Jordan Zanacore as well. The other one, Space Mutants Seven was listed on the Billboard. Yeah, but when they're like talking about, you know, sometimes it's there's too much time spent together. Yep. in the background there's post to four Space Mutants, but it's Space Mutant 6. It's not Space Mutant 7. I did notice that. Mm, Or maybe. Double feature. You know, sometimes they show the previous one in a series when the new one comes out. Fair enough. But then, yeah, some of them were, um, or was it Grits are Flying? Hot Grits are Flying? Hot Grits are Flying. (laughs) Or Wizard did it. Yeah, okay. Wizards. And then uh, Rip Roarin' Reverend. (laughs) I kind of want to see that. (laughs) I I feel like it'd be like that that stage of, uh, you know, like Bob Dylan had all the characters that he kind of did. He had that one that was kind of like a reverend. Mm -hmm. I reckon it'd be about that. I want to take my dad to see Hot Grits are Flying. (laughs) Oh, and Sing Monkey Sing. Who could forget that? Sing Monkey Sing. (laughs) All right. Uh, Just some quick fire notes before we rank this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. When Bart is asking the Magic 8-Ball, you know, all the various scenarios, will him and Millhouse be friends? I like it how, uh, will Millhouse and I be friends when we're, like, uh, middle-aged and we're leeching off Uncle Soccer? <laughs> like, yeah. That was one that I definitely missed as a kid. Yep. Yeah, when we're high school dropouts. Yeah. <laughs> Although they are still friends at the end of the day. I know. It's the next day that they kind of have issues. Oh. Well, they were sort of, they were afraid at the end of the day. Yes, it's true. Auto's line about, uh, sorry, Bart, dude, my girlfriend is dancing topless at the airport bar from 4 to 4.20. <laughs> from- Not even 4.15 to 4.20. <laughs> she's on like a five-minute slot. At yep. the airport topless oh, bar. Yeah, she's, she's worked on a tight five, and yeah. uh, that's what she's going to do. Yeah, well, if she can afford to like pay all her bills with the tips she gets in that five-minute period, that must be well. an amazing five minutes. I love the dramatic recreation of how Santa would actually be right now. Oh, in yeah. fact, he would have... Impotence, gallstones, and diabetes. <laughs> and hypertension. And hypertension. <laughs> just dead on the... on the no, and, the, and the reindeer just like yeah. looking sad. <laughs> he was so young. When Bard's doing the baseball trading cards when Milhouse is distracted, he has a Carl Ustremski card. Oh, that's the one from before. That's the one that Milhouse wants with the sideburns, with the right? big sideburns. Yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Nice. I like how he trades it for a picture of Homer on the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
when Homer's on the couch and Lisa comes up to him with the idea of the subliminal tapes, and she goes, what if I told you you can uh, lose weight without even trying? <laughs> I'd call you a dirty, filthy liar, honey. <laughs> what is it? Why'd you ask? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's such a quick turn. We had Nitchy and Scratchy in this episode. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a nice, quick, simple one, you know, touching on the topic of the episode yep. where Scratchy's marrying his cat bride, and Itchy as the priest just, like, kung laos them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do want to point out again, Itchy is clearly a racist. He doesn't hate Scratchy in particular. He murders all cats. Yep. So, yep. uh, go to hell, Itchy. <laughs> He's a felinesist, catsist. My final note for the episode is, I love Bart's line, uh, who am I? Let's just say I'm a concerned prude <laughs> with a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. All right, perfect. Well, let us rank this thing. Panic ensues yet again. I yeah. still have not learned. Well, go first. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, know, I know this must be scary for you, so why don't you stand up in front of the class and tell us how you're going to rank this thing. How's my poise? I don't got to make sure the internet is recording and go. Okay. Uh, look, I mean, I... I ooh, actually, ooh, would I? Would I? Could you? Would I go below a gold? I don't think I would go below a gold. It's still a lovely episode. I think about the things that have ranked silver, and I like this more. Mm. Um, so it's it's a gold minimum. I don't think I can go cubic. It's a, it's still great. It's still a great story, but it's not it's not like my anyone. I don't think it'd be anyone's like favorite episode. Um, yeah. I don't think it's essential viewing. So yeah, I think gold is a, is a kind of a nice place for it. No, I, I completely agree with you. It's total gold. Uh, there's nothing about it which makes me say that you have to watch this. Like, uh, mm. dare I say I summed it up best at the start. This is just a damn charming episode. And yeah. like, it's a very lovely story. And uh, I, I think maybe it's just missing a lot of the strong plot or the super funny gut-busting jokes that a cubic would normally have, but it is by no means any less than a gold. So gold for me. How about you, BT? Well, it turns out we're in agreement because I'm Ooh. also at a gold. Um, yeah, it's, again, it's not lacking for anything. It's just those, the cubic zirconia, what keeps it from that is what that's when it's so tightly packed and so dense with jokes, you barely have time to catch a breath between them. Yeah. And everything here is, is good and the jokes are, are funny and there was a lot, a lot more, I haven't seen this in a very long time, a lot yeah. more kind of jokes just for the adults kind of slid in that I didn't really pick up on until now. It does like a bit a bit of punch and a bit of momentum to really kick into that cubic area. And if it wasn't for the Homer B story being so strong, it might have even slipped down to a silver. Mm. Yeah. But the B story is very strong. That's where most of your good jokes come from. And uh, the main plot is, yeah, it's very good. It's very, not full heartfelt, but you get, you get some emotion. It's good. Gold. Yep, it's all about the thumbs with this one. And it'll be joining other such unanimous golds as Principal Charming, Bart the Lover, Bart's Girlfriend. Wow, a lot of love episodes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, separate vocations, Bart's Inner Child, Dumbbell Indemnity, Lisa the Tree Hugger. Yeah, this is yeah very solid company right there. Yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Well, that's another episode in the bank. In the bank? In the books? On, on the, the internet. On, on the, the iPad. No. On whatever. In the warehouse. On the... <laughs> they belong in a museum. <laughs> in, the, in the logic. Yeah, well, wherever you're finding our podcast, that's where it is. And yeah, that's us for tonight. Thank you for joining me tonight, Jordan. Thank you, and you're welcome. Thank you for joining me tonight, BT. You know I live here, right? Yep. <laughs> all right, and I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's episode 57 of The Simpsons Index, and that's all the mustard in the house. Rich, creamery butter. <laughs> <sighs>
Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content... Ready to do this? Everyone can hear each other. And it's not too loud when I do this. Never. I'm good. And let's do this. What's up, bitches? Oh my god. Uh, Sorry. Why? Why would you just fucking find something and headbutt it? Oh, I figured out a synonym for cinnamon. Oh, really? Cassia. Well, it's Cassia. Well, do you have a synonym for cinnamon? Yes, cassia, Chinese, or, which is known also known as Chinese cinnamon. A synonym for cinnamon is the Chinese synonym of cinnamon. Ah. What was it called again? Cassia? Cassia, C-A-S-S-I-A. Cassia. No, I really wish it like tongue twisted with yeah. cinnamon. That would have been great. Yeah. Well, it may do in like, its Latin form. Cinnamon was a synonym for cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> oh, quick trivia question before we move on. How many Doctor Doolittle movies were, they, were there in that Eddie Murphy universe? Three, at least. Was there? How many? Oh, God, I didn't know there was more than one. Oh, yeah. There's one oh, where his daughter no. takes over. She, she gets the power to Dr. Doolittle. Oh, jeez. What's your guess, Jordan? Oh, God. Um, four, I hope, is the minimum. Jordan wins because he got the closest without going over, and it is five. Oh. Wow. There were five. <laughs> you can buy that as a five DVD pack at your local IGA. Question, <laughs> can I not do that? <laughs> do I have to? Is it like gay marriage? Like, will I have to? Yeah. Gay, <laughs> marriage? gay marriage passes, do we all have to buy the five pack? Or yeah. no? You guys have to uh, buy Dr. Doolittle five pack, you have to marry a dude, and you also have to, have to make your uh, a half Chinese adopted son wear a dress. Okay. Shit. <laughs> That's all right. We can all we can bitch about how progressively much worse the Doctor Doolittle movies get yeah. <laughs> together. Yeah, because when this passes as laws as other in other countries, things like this become commonplace. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> These programs are are set in stone. Yeah. <laughs> For those that couldn't detect uh, on your sarcasm detectors, we're all very much in favour oh, of magic. Oh, God, yes. Vote yes on this stupid plebiscite. Anyway, moving it's on. It's not even a plebiscite. Because they uh, couldn't yeah. do the plebiscite. They're yeah. just doing a poll now. This it's... is the equivalent of, like, getting a comments card when you finish your meal at a restaurant. <laughs> no, it's even worse. It's TV Week Logie Award nominations. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like, right in now. I, lo- I love the Logies because there's not enough Australian TV for no. there to be competition. So everybody gets one. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> It used to you mean something. It yeah. never did. Was, are you Lisa McCune? Uh, yeah, there's your gold one. Now get out. Oh, yeah. man. Or before that, if you were either Burt Newton or Graham Kennedy, you immediately, <laughs> like, Just unless you were both competing in the same category, and it was like, oh, we have to choose? No, that's and right. And then they made Burt Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate Australian gold winner. Burt Kennedy McCune. <laughs> Although I didn't, I didn't mind Vince Vaughn's turn as a serious actor, actually. But he's yeah. tried before. It's mixed. Res- he's in the Cell. The Cell's a good movie. Oh my god! No, that's Vince not D'Onofrio. No, that's Vince. That's both of them. Is oh, double the Vincents. Is- Time oh. to Michael your Vincents. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be our Rick and Morty heavy reference episode. <laughs> Ralph L. Jones. I was going to say, can we get some Ralph L. Jones? It's oh, recess everywhere, but, but in, in his, his heart. heart. We'll give you the setup if you like. <laughs> There stands a broken man. It's recess everywhere, but in his heart. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that one. Chills, (laughs) chills. I stayed a little Australian then. Yeah, I was about to say it was a bit Russell Crowe. Yeah, you're a little James L. (laughs) Crowe. Try it again, try it again. Uh, There stands a broken man.
It's recess everywhere. Oh, damn it. That was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. In the universe, it is recess everywhere, but in his heart. <laughs> okay, take three. <laughs> it's recess everywhere, but in his heart. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I think you have to lead yourself up with a bit of, like, Simba. Yeah, th- yeah, that's what I try. Although, uh, I- you are not Hakeem. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a mustache. Sorry, just as a quick side, and I'd probably cut this bit. But seeing as we are talking about conspiracies before, do you want to try and start one where we just blame everything on wizards? Oh. And it's like, <laughs> the Earth isn't flat. The Earth used to be round and has become flat because of wizards. Oh, <laughs> I like it. The new flat Earth theory. Oh, yeah. no, you were gun- right. The Earth was flat and wizards bent the Earth out of shape and into a globe. And it used to be hollow, but they filled it with a bunch of crap. Yeah. Wizard <laughs> crap. <laughs> Which is molten, you know, steel and shit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll yeah. work on it. But yeah, I like yeah. the idea of just... It's like a big government conspiracy to hide the existence of wizards. Of interdimensional <laughs> wizards. Outer space wizards. Pull some Da Vinci codes. Look, if you rearrange oh. the letters of the first passage of the Bible, in the beginning, a wizard did it. Okay, yeah. no, no, you know what? Okay, you know how the Illuminati is re- represented by a triangle? What shape is a wizard's fucking hat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking wizards confirmed, mate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're through the looking glass now. <gasps> a looking glass is the same shape as a wizard's sleeve. <laughs> Um, you know what else is the shape of a wizard's <laughs> sleeve? Let's not go there. Anyway. We already did. We already think. <laughs> I kissed a light socket once, and then I woke up in a helicopter. <laughs> you sure did, Ralph. Did- 